0: hey what are you gonna do nice college boy huh didn't want to get mixed up in the family business huh? now you want to gun down a police captain Why? because he slapped you in the face a little bit huh what do you think this is the army where you shoot him a mile away you gotta get up close like this bada bing you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit
1: come Sorry. in Mwah! you're taking a very purse. that's the great james con we Legend. lost him uh very recently he was, uh, let's see, eighty-two, I believe. Yeah, and that was um, a little-known
0: yeah. movie he did when he was first starting, <laughs> called The Godfather. Um,
1: yeah, which you know, a lot of people really hold that movie in high regard. It's obviously a masterpiece of uh, dialogue and tone and all of these things. But uh, I've seen it maybe once, and I just—it's one of those things that I—I I don't really connect with The Godfather. I don't, you know, kind of care about it, if I can say that. I just don't know it that well. And uh, so uh, maybe I should watch it again. I, I think it's perfect.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the funniest part about it is, man, is, um, yeah, I mean, look, these things are all subjective. We we get real hung up on thinking things aren't subjective when they're considered right. like the best of anything. Yeah, but right. But they still are. Um, it's the but problem I, with ranking and everything. Yeah, Godfather like, no. and Godfather 2 to me are they're like the only two movies that are on that list for me that aren't my kind of movie. Yeah. Right. So in that way, I think it like cements them even further to me, just in my mind. Cause I'm just sure. kind of like, yeah, I'm not, this is not my they kind of story and they their, still, yeah, genre get there yeah. for me. So I don't know. Um, That's fair. We'll, but yeah, Khan's yeah. the man in those and just a ton of stuff. I mean, obviously we, we generally pop on elf once a year. Totally. Um, I was thinking about this when I was reading how he passed away. Not many people will know, There's an early '90s uh, football movie called The Program, which was basically Varsity Blues before Varsity Blues. So, college, just this insane (laughs) football movie uh, where he plays the coach, and he's he's better than the movie deserves. Um, (laughs) So, if you have a chance to like check out the program, uh, Omar Epps is in it as well. I would say check that out. Um, And then, uh, uh, what was the other one I was going to mention? Oh, uh, one that I've mentioned as a hidden gem before. Uh, is Way of the Gun, which I think he's fantastic in. Nice, and yeah. We were discussing a little bit earlier. I need to so. see that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's, I don't um, know. I... It, You know what? I I hope it's still as good as I remember. Sure. <laughs> it came out kind of in the wake of like the early Tarantino stuff, when everybody was kind of doing modern day gangsters with like gritty, sharp uh, dialogue and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big uh big fan of that one. So anyway, nice, check it out if you get a chance.
1: Um, well, we're back. It's episode fifty-two, and um, you know, my dad was
0: born in fifty-two. Kelly, nice nineteen fifty-two.
1: Yes, that would be a yeah. year. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's relevant. <laughs> it is. What other things are fifty-two? I don't know.
0: Um, you know, uh, ten more than forty-two. Hoosiers. Tell you that. Many would argue the greatest basketball movie of all time. Not Never our seen long-time that, by listener the way. Adam, but oh, yeah. Hoosiers, uh, it, the the state championship team, that classic championship team they won. The state championship in
1: 1952. Okay, got it.
0: I, I, according to the movie, which is a true, eh, loosely based on a true story, but that is the year they won. Those are the only two things I can think <laughs> about. Fifty two. Okay. You're much card more pickup.
1: Oh, oh yeah. A lot of rain man stuff yeah, going yeah, yeah. on right now. I'm, I'm an excellent you know, driver. I drive up
0: and down you're. the driveway on Sundays. <laughs> Kmart sucks. You're the numbers guy. Yeah. Can we get
1: to play some clips from Rain Man? What the fuck are we doing? Baby. I know. Should have done that today. I truly. <laughs> First ever second clip. If you If you're listening to this and you're second like, breakfast. oh, they should play a clip from, you know, fill in the blank, please fucking email that to me yeah. because yeah. I do not have a good talent at like Remembering what is great or i you tweet know, at us because because imagine sitting down and going like, "What's a good clip from a movie right. It's so overwhelming there are overwhelming so many, are so many. You can't even do it's it. true um, you know the
0: movie high noon uh someone argues the greatest western of all time that came out in nineteen fifty two okay yeah. Shane, 1953. What have two I, I done? Two of the best westerns, back to back What years. have I done? Uh, this this episode is going to be completely based around the number. You're going to We won't talk about anything thing I that's say. not 52. What's what was the number from? Um, uh, uh forty two. Yeah, forty two. Yeah, so forty two. The answer to the universe. We learned today. It's actually
1: 52. T- yeah, we're 10 more. Okay. Um, fantastic. <laughs> I uh, I have a few miscellaneous things before we get into like stuff we've talked. About. I want to talk about more about Top Gun um, today. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, good because. I've been um, thinking about it. You go first. I've got But, to go talk more about Top but basically, before we get into movies, I have some miscellaneous uh, housekeeping housekeeping stuff, and uh, I also have two really good listener feedback sections. So, oh man, uh, that's very, great! Yeah, that's so exciting. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being genuine. I'm not. I'm not. That's. I heard
0: myself, and I was like, "This sounds yeah, like I'm sound sarcastic." Like a I was
1: actually very excited. <laughs> okay. No, these are good bits too. Uh, yeah, fantastic. So, uh, firstly, I uh, just want to shout out um, the Declaration of Independence. It's still doing good in dc um i posted when i was there on our uh movies and shit because <laughs> in anticipation of watching national treasure oh, this week boy. with my movie watching group for our heist category so good um i happen to be in dc i happen to have a day you know kind of off and uh went over looked at the declaration and uh, couldn't Big take Big a foot, picture of it. Foot, take it but um but uh yeah that was fun um that's a that's a really cool uh, museum there Um, Went to Disneyland yesterday. Finally, rode Rise of the Resistance, which we just got off. This makes me so happy. Finished talking about offline, but um, if you haven't been, uh, it's it's really a highlight. What a what an achievement of a ride! Please please go check it out and reach out to our friend Lander. He'll he'll (laughs) shout out to Lander for getting (laughs) us in for free. Um, And uh, I this is a weird thing I wrote down that I think uh, Lori mentioned this in the theater the other day. I forgot what we were watching. And, uh, it was like, it was in, during the pre-show and she was like, why do we call them Cracker Jacks? <laughs> have we, have we talked about that? I don't know. The, the brand name, the product is yeah. Cracker Jack. Yeah. And that should be the plural. Sure. Give me some Cracker Jack. But 100% of the time you say Cracker Jacks. I mean, granted, I haven't eaten Cracker Jacks since I was little, but yeah. the, it, we, we pluralize it even though Cracker Jack is, is the plural of it. Um, And then we were, we're like, thinking of other things. We're like, what other things are like that? Where you're eating a bunch of something, and it's a singular, but you're turning it into a plural. And so we're watching the ads, and we're like, M&Ms, but there's an S on M&Ms, on the packaging. Yeah, there is. Um, It is already pluralized. And then we were like, oh, we're eating popcorn. You don't say popcorns. Give me some popcorns. (laughs) Right. It's Unless popcorn. you're a small child, he's yeah, right. adorable. <laughs> um, Anyways, just food for thought. Yeah, That's all I'm getting. Yeah. At. Well, food for discussion. It's food for discussion. It's yeah. discussion of food about uh, you know movie theater food. I feel like sure. it's very topical and important. So get back get back to me on that. Yeah. If yeah. You, if you guys can think of any others, thoughts. let us know. Um. And last house cleaning thing, I saw a deleted scene that I had never seen before from Return of the Jedi. Oh, is it when um, he's making the lightsaber? It's no, it's the sandstorm clip. Um, so yeah, so I don't know if I've immediate, ever seen this. Exactly. I saw it on YouTube. I mean, you can Google it. Um, I don't know where I saw it, uh, or why I saw it, but, um, immediately following Jabba's sail barge explosion is a scene where they are making their way back to their ships, wherever those were. Wow. So meaning the Falcon and, uh, because you realize the next scene, immediately after that explosion yes. is them splitting ways. Right. And you right. Know, right. Luke's Luke headed back, back to, Dagobah. to Dagobah. Right. But there's a scene in between where it's a, it's a really bad sandstorm on Tatooine, and they're trying to get back into their ships. They can't see anything. And there's a shitload of dialogue, and it's so loud <laughs> that you can't hear them. And presumably that would have all been done in sound design. Sure, they sure. would have cleaned it up. But they, the clip is available with the live dialogue set dialogue and i mean there's you know whether it's a set or whether it's outdoors i don't know but it you can barely hear them and so there's i think there's subtitles on the deleted scene it's Whoa. bizarre. This is wild. I Not check a whole this lot out. happens. Nothing really significant. But it was just a weird thing. I had There's never so seen few it. things that are left for me to discover. That's what I'm saying yeah. about Star Wars. That I thought I, thought I knew
0: everything. And maybe, maybe they weren't going to clean it up. And it Christopher, Christopher Nolan be. finding out about this, it literally planted the seed. Because you kinda, know he's a Star Wars fan for everything he ever did with sound design. It kind of
1: has that vibe to it for sure. He's like, man,
0: can you imagine the balls to play yeah. a five-minute scene where no one can understand what they're saying? I would say um, this scene
1: is like one. One
0: minute lucas yeah. and and uh and uh spielberg are, are on the record for very regularly recycling set pieces for other sure. movies like if they got something and they like it and they can't fit it in they almost never b- worry about they're like we'll just yeah, we'll put, it put it in one in of the sequels else, right yeah. and this is you know even though it wasn't spielberg's specific movie and yeah. it was actually in the book all the pterodactyl stuff from jurassic park oh, oh, right. is in the third it one because of yeah that. And there's some. Oh, the second one on the beach with the little dinosaurs yeah, that's went up from the girl. The first that's movie. also from the yeah. first
1: book. Many things but, uh, that happened in uh, the first book ended up in the second movie, and vice versa. A lot of. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, yeah, and vice yeah. versa. Anyways, yeah.
0: Well, and we'll get to this in a minute, but all the dumb shit in the sixth Jurassic Park was actually originally in the first... No, it wasn't. Those <laughs> were original <laughs> ideas. But no, where I was getting at is, uh, you know, there's a sandstorm in episode one, and not much happens. It's just them walking back to Annie's place. Oh, I forgot about that. You're absolutely and right. I, just, they, I almost Same definitely... <laughs> George Lucas almost definitely was like, you yeah, know, I never got to do that <laughs> sandstorm yeah, yeah. that I wanted to They made do. me cut it, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway.
1: That's very funny. Um, let's move on to these listener feedback bits. Uh, yeah. In a very exciting response to last week's uh, what the fuck did they just say kind of segment. <gasps> oh, uh, I don't know if you saw it. Cause we both have access to our social media, yeah, our movies we do. And shit social media, but Kevin, our friend, uh, Kevin Nestle wrote to us on Instagram on our movies and shit. Uh, and uh, with a Reddit thread, did you read that? I did see this, yeah. but I deliberately—maybe is the wrong way to go. It for me to, deliberately waited at, to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, very, very fair. Uh, so he sent us a Reddit link to you know the clip that <laughs> we played last week um, is just bananas. It's this. Uh, uh, I actually, I think I have it. Let's see. Let's it's from Dogma
0: 1999 uh, hit Dogma. Right.
1: Uh, let's play it. <laughs> Chalupa. now i was saying last week that or last episode that uh i thought he was saying uh chalupa, chalupa. he was calling yeah. uh, kevin smith chalupa, yeah, you're chubby, you're chalupa. Yeah. yeah and even though in reality who knows when taco bell patented the chalupa <laughs> and what <laughs> year that was um <laughs> that's impossible to know or look up but um I, I i really i really thought he was saying chalupa it sounded like chalupa so uh, in this Reddit thread, I'll just read you kind of the headline of the thread. It says, in Kevin Smith's 1999 film Dogma, Ben Affleck had an idea that Silent Bob would actually be a reincarnation of an apostle named Shuley Bob, spelled <laughs> S-H-U, uh L-I-B-O-B. Uh, though they did not go with it, Ben still had a chance to call Bob out by his true name, you know, in this clip. Right. And it uh, kind of tracks because the first part of that clip, he says something uh, to, to Bob, and then, uh, and then again, I'll get you for this, and he's right. calling him, surely right. Bob. So uh, it's a weird thing. They obviously couldn't remove that whole segment, and they couldn't remove his dialogue from the clip, but they definitely deleted it out of the script that's available and they did not put subtitles for it so as not to you know encourage the canon I guess
0: something else over
1: that Um, because you probably could yeah yeah, with that much movement and everything
0: easier than Sigourney Weaver's you know
1: well F that from uh, that yeah yeah, much easier much easier yeah Um, screw that that's a that's a great point but uh whatever that's a wonderful uh realization um next thank you kevin again yeah for always keeping us straight this is a fun one this is a shout out to my friend tim in new york he um he listens to us and uh he sent us a just a fun fact is a very wonderful email he was complimenting us on our last episode and he really enjoyed the last episode but he basically said did you know that Rory Kinnear, because I was talking about men, um, right. Rory Kinnear is Roy Kinnear's uh, father, and the way that he worded it, let me read you his, his sentence verbatim. Um, he said, I also wanted to mention one thing of note about Rory Kinnear, who I think is amazing, is the son of Augustus Klump's father from the original Willy Wonka. <laughs> now, on the surface, oh. bear with me here, on the surface, that sentence makes sense. <laughs> Meaning, you don't think too hard, that, Tim, because I read your email, and I went, oh, yeah, totally. Hey, man, cool. And I wrote back. I was like, thanks very much. And only this morning, when I was organizing my notes, did my brain explode. (laughs) <laughs> because there's so many things wrong with that sentence, and let's walk through it. So <laughs> not like this, not not, not like, like this. this. That's what it's like. <laughs> so thing one, it is a fact that Rory Kinnear <laughs> is the son of Roy Kinnear, who is an actor, and that's that's absolutely true. Roy Kinnear was, uh, in fact, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Roy Kinnear played a character named Mister Salt the father of Veruca Salt, Veruca Salt being the super annoying young Can I pause girl. you for
0: one second and just say, we, I guess, is, this yeah. is
1: funnier because Roy and Rory are so, so when you're saying these. <laughs> yeah, you can't even okay, tell okay, them apart. So, <laughs> so, anyway, okay. sorry. Uh, Mr. C he was Mr. Salt and uh, Veruca Salt sucked. She was the annoying, de- very demanding little girl. I think her death was the, let's quote unquote death. Her death was the uh, golden goose, drop right she was a bad egg and it, she dropped down the thing um now the uh so that's all that's all fact but the name that you cited was augustus clump now <laughs> there is a child in willy wonk and the chocolate factory named augustus gloop um i assume that's who you meant uh augustus gloop his f- father in the you know movie was Uh, not a father. It was his mother Um, and his mother allowed him to eat whatever he wanted so right it's I remember it's this purely game. i'm i'm totally fucking with you tim it, this you're just conflating lots of different things and uh, <laughs> unless you were hoping that i found this out i don't know how deep you're playing here but the point uh, is this
0: is chess not checkers kelly yeah, you made right. a fool of yourself this is, today sir. this is
1: 3d chess for sure um oh my god but man. uh yeah so it was his mother and uh that was her name was uh, mrs gloop i don't know that's all we got um and um and as far as i can tell clump means nothing um <laughs> (laughs) No, Professor Klump. (laughs) Klump. No, no, no. This is what I wrote. I wrote, "Clump is just a nothing burger. And I think you were thinking of the family from the Nutty Professor. Hercules, hercules, hercules. um, I I didn't feel like correcting you by email because I figured why not just say it on the podcast. Yeah, embarrass you in public. uh, And I know you can take it. That's why we're doing this, so. Thank you for writing in and allowing me to have this whole adventure. Um, that yeah. is that is
0: great, and this is a, yet another of those situations where our brains, yeah, mer- you know, like we talked about Shazam, Kazam, yeah. Now 100%, we have the yeah. clumps, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Willy Wonka, and which, uh, and
1: the 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 conflation of that. Augustus Gloop had a father in the movie, right? Who was this guy? Yep. Yep. And maybe, maybe you're also conflating just like the sizes of these men. You know, they're big guys. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Who knows? Um, And uh, it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, that is fun. And also, (laughs) uh, you know, Timothy Chalamet is playing a young uh, Willy Wonka in the origin story coming up. Also, here's your sad uh, bit of trivia for the day because I was looking this up as you were talking. And did you know that that Roy? Kinnear, the father, um, died in a horse riding accident while filming Return of the Musketeers, 1989. Whoa. So uh, Rory, Rory Kinnear was only 12 at the time. Right. Very sad. Right. Um, and uh, Return of the Musketeers... Not the greatest Musketeer movie. I'm not 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 trying to be insensitive. Yeah. But as soon as I read that, I was like, well, this, not that it would have been good no matter what. Sure. But but like, oh, that sucks. Um, But that's interesting. And uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's more food for thought, I guess. All all this stuff is uh, stuff I did not know that's um, very so
1: uh, very fun and uh we're gonna keep keep uh ridiculing Thank our listeners yeah. uh, in hopes that you guys keep writing in right um so <laughs> let's move on to, i hope
0: people respond to us yeah,
1: nobody's writing in uh, uh our listenership has dropped to one um <laughs> thanks kevin it's just kevin yeah <laughs> so let's move on to some movies that we've seen um hopefully this let's, is a uh let's. more or a, kind of more condensed list than normal because we're trying to podcast as much as possible and uh, I don't know I haven't seen a ton of movies but I've got a few um as do I before we get into totally new stuff did you see Top Gun again
0: of course I did okay great
1: I'm so glad um, that's the thing I, I wanted too. to talk about the most let's talk um, about it
0: because I just keep thinking about it something <laughs> and and
1: um, like covering the same movie twice yeah. on a podcast
0: well, 52 <laughs> times we're gonna cover Top Gun um yeah uh so a couple things, the second go-round that I did not catch the oh, first yeah. go-round. yeah, tell me. And tell me if you did. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a Top Gun fan. I've seen it a hundred times, but I'm not, like, obsessed with it. I don't think about it the way I do, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a Star Wars or a Native Jones or whatever. Yeah, it's very straightforward. So I was curious if this was lost on other people. Um, the Jennifer Connelly character, mm-hmm. obviously they have a past. Yeah. But do, were you aware that that's referenced in the original not, Top Gun? Not when I
1: saw it. And okay. in fact, I credit Laurie with being very astute there because she, I mean, there's no way Laurie's seen Top Gun as many times sure, as we have. Yeah. Um, sorry, babe. But uh, yeah. basically, yeah, after no the movie, way, Lori. she was like, who is she? And I was like, she's just, uh, nobody. I mean, they're, they're, it's an off-screen relationship that we don't know anything about. And it we're just meant to. And she kept on about it. She was yeah. like, no, but. It's the animal's there's, daughter they took she, the joy she ride, was like right? there must That's, have been a reference right, to sure. her and i was like i don't think so and i totally brushed I, I it off i didn't think so either because it's like yeah and and
0: yet like it was very smart of them it's a throwaway line you don't need to know it and you know in a way
1: there's actually two lines are uh, there referencing her yeah man the the uh, well, god. See, I don't even know them well enough to recite them. But their last two... name is Gloop or Clue in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goop, like <laughs> the trust company. Um, uh-oh, I got an email. That's not you, that's me. I forgot to turn on. The oh, more listener feedback. Thanks. Sorry. We are live, so <laughs> please continue. You know, My neighbor just sent us a email. up. I can hear you guys. You're wrong. Anyways, <laughs> um no, I uh I genuinely don't even remember how the references go. One is of course uh, oh, oh, one is one is the admiral talking to him about his indiscretion sure, with okay, her, right? And another is from Goose. At some point, I think Goose. I could be wrong about who talks about it, but uh, Penny. He references Penny right. Benjamin. Blah blah, right. blah 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 blah. And you did this with Penny or whatever, and oh, caused whatever. You know what?
0: I actually think but it's yeah. um, uh, Goose's. Uh, oh, maybe it's someone else. His wife. Um, why can I not think Oh, yeah, Meg, Meg Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meg Ryan, you know, one of those famous Oh, you might be right. Time. Yeah, might I think be when Meg. she's talking about warning off Penny, you know, the yeah, current something. girl, is talking about, like, anyway. Anyway, it M- does matter. matter. But this is where, honestly, sometimes I do think it's it's if you've seen something a million times, your receptors are kind of turned down a bit, you know, because <laughs> you already know it. And I think sometimes, like, if you watch something fresher yeah. and you like you haven't seen it before, you're paying attention more, you might have caught that. Anyway, yeah, just totally. something I wanted to bring up. Um, question for you. Yeah. Do you think the title should have been Top Gun Mavericks plural? Um, it's I know it's about Tom Cruise, right? I think I mean every Tom Cruise yeah. movie is, just yeah. like Mission Impossible is really about him, even though it's a team. Yeah. But it seemed as if we're going on a mission with like this this Maverick group. You know what I mean? Like, now we're back into different snacks with, like, whether there's an S or not. But um, <laughs> but it seems like... As a reference to the whole group, a bunch of Mavericks. Yeah, they're yeah. all the best yeah. of the Top Gun school, right? So it's the Top yeah. Gun... Ma- I don't know. I, that occurred to me the second time through. It doesn't matter.
1: But uh, I would say my opinion is no. Um, I don't think that adds anything. I think it's more confusing. You'd, I think you'd have to kind of explain that away as opposed to just the straightforward Maverick. It's a movie about a guy. You probably you know I mean? uh, think I that
0: uh, aliens should have been called alien, huh? <laughs> alien in the can't, follow-up. Can't go alien. backwards. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, another thing that I was considering: um, this movie is rated significantly higher on IMDb. I know it's early. Yeah. Than uh, the original Top Gun.
1: No. Yes.
0: Yes. Probably actually the original Top Gun. Yeah. We talked about this a bit and how yeah. there's just technically. The stuff you can do now. Now, for it relevant to the time, I think Top Gun was just as mind-blowing to see the aviation and stuff, you know, I uh, it was. Like, I agree from the that. technical
1: aspect that it, the the impressive quality of what they're achieving is uh, got to be on par with each other sure. relative and respective to their, their time periods. However, this new one is a far superior script and story. I mean, bar none. Yeah, that's, that's the so thing I'm thinking about. It's just like... And
0: and here's yeah. where I landed on that. I find it difficult. It's like difficult for me to, for some reason, it's difficult for me to be like, oh, it's better. And I don't well, think that's because the holdup is like sequels you, can't be better. You don't I'm have happy. to say that. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. But my my point is that I think it's better it'll never be as iconic, right? Like sure. I think, hundred oh, percent. The first one being what it was and kind of, and it's also then that movie being a Tony Scott movie yeah. was a rock star movie. Like it was light on story and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was like I mean, a movement of tone. Of a certain yeah. A movement of feeling. Style, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's what it was. Right. And it was like loose plot. This one really is it's like almost a fully top, fledged
1: top gun. The original is even more like a Michael Bay movie than a yeah. Tony Scott movie. Tony Scott, Went on to make... A, I mean, he was never really a, a, a story and drama guy, but he went on to make other things that were a little bit more substantial. But the all-style new substance concept applies more to Top Gun than probably a lot of his stuff. Like, I would say that... As Kevin uh, said, he's a maximalist. I would say that, uh, what was it, two years later, three years later when he does Days of Thunder, whatever it was... Sure, um, it was 1990. That's, so a, a to me, short. a far more... Well, I shouldn't say far more. I think it's even more of a story. Yep. than Top Gun is. Well, look, True Romance is 93 and mm-hmm. that's, you know, kind of low key and, yeah. my favorite. Right, like, you right, know.
0: right. Anyway, it, it just interesting. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to like you know, it doesn't matter. Like no, but no, no. but it is it but is this is a movie's podcast. That, yeah, right. <laughs> and also there's kind of the creating a, a sequel you know there's some awkward stuff always when you're you know bringing something back and kind of yeah. key learning stuff in but um but anyway i just thought it was really great and it's more so great the, the sequel is more the kind of movie i want to see i guess i would say whether it's yeah better or worse or the yeah. same or whatever you want to do also this going to see it the second time um gave me a thought or or, or brought me back to a thought it's time for uh yet another patrick's pitch. <laughs> Cool. Um, I am the only remaining fan that I have found of um, The Last Starfighter. Oh, uh, yeah, movie which from, I've never seen. Yeah, that. which is really, really goofy and corny, but conceptually and thematically is very much like Star Wars. That's sure. the reason that I liked it. And apparently it's been bouncing around Hollywood for a million years. I don't know how far it's gotten. It could be two guys in a room trying to come up with some kind of idea for a sequel. Okay. This isn't so much of my pitch as just kind of like, hey, just copy Top Gun Maverick. But the idea, you know, really would be like what you end up with is they recruit this kid to join the, you know, Star Command to be a Starfighter pilot. To defend the galaxy, right? And Earth is does not know this stuff goes on, obviously, because it's the 1980s. But the training mechanism that they've planted on Earth in different places, because they've done this at all these different planets. But Mm -hmm. for Earth, they're arcade games. Like what was more relevant in the 80s than an arcade game? It's basically a flight simulator, right? That's what he's playing. And he's so good, and he breaks the score. And then down come, like, the aliens to literally be like, can you come help us, right? That's, like, the idea. But the entire Legion is destroyed, and it ends up literally just being him and his co-pilot. They're the ones that have to defend the galaxy, so it's the last starfighter. But where that leaves you is, like, who's going to rebuild Star Command, like, once they survive and stuff. Right. And basically, just plug this in, have that actor be the old Maverick guy. And bring in the young bucks, and they can be on PlayStation now. Like training, yeah. recruit them up, and let's have some crazy mission to save uh, the galaxy again. And again, like Maverick, you just call it Starfighters. Yeah, and then you're good. I mean, do it. You'd, you'd pay for, to see that, right? I should probably you might watch not the pay first to one finance one it, but yeah. Probably, but off of my pitch it, alone, yeah. without yeah. even seeing yeah. it, you'd yeah. pay for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, I mean I, Netflix would. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's where that's where we're
0: getting up or Amazon. We got to
1: yeah, we got to find the right market. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Yes. Um, I, I those are kind of just. I know we talked a lot about Top Gun last time. I think it it is literally the audience movie that I'd kind of been waiting for. I think it's as good a kind of movie like that yeah. as you can do, but yeah. I don't have anything else to say about it unless you do.
1: No, not really. Um, I, uh, I, I loved it. I saw it in IMAX and I, you know, I loved it. Yeah. Um, it's great. Let's talk about some other stuff that uh, we've seen. Um, let's talk about Lightyear. Um, you saw it, right? Yeah. That, Hey, speaking of starfighter yeah. and top gun, it's a good transition. Um, um,
0: I did. And I, what'd you think? I enjoyed it. And, and again, this is, this is, uh, it's kind of my kind of flick. I right. guess, like in, in a conceptual, I didn't think it was you know one of the top tier no Pixar movies, it's a but I didn't think there was tier. anything bad about it. You know what I mean? Like I, think I was just I gave like it three stars. I'm yeah. very middle on it. It was um, just good. It was good entertainment. I won't watch it again. You the know, sci-fi
1: concepts are great. Yeah, like
0: I absolutely really loved. So we were much dealing with fucking interstellar uh, yeah, time level, yeah, stuff. like yeah, yeah, folding yeah. space and time changing. Very
1: satisfying sci-fi stuff. Uh, the concepts the are great. The cat made me laugh. Uh, the cat was good. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I uh, so I want you to think about this. I, I'm I'm not even going to do it justice, but how much of this movie and fucking one of my favorites lost in space 1998 have in common i I, I actually thought about crazy during the uh
0: honestly even just the suits alone (laughs) even though these suits are being sort of retroactively designed off of the toy design they first had right even that made me think a little bit of there are so
1: many things story-wise that are takeoffs of each other i mean Well, they're lost in in space to begin with. They're lost? (laughs) Well, for for sure, yeah. But uh, the world they're at and how the flora and fauna works is very similar. The fact that in Lost in Space, they go through a bubble and they jump forward in time. Sure. And they stumble upon a ship, and on that ship, they're... You know, they find out it's part of their same, you know, fleet and there are just so many things. And and then I don't even want to spoil anything, but for either movie, because they both kind of have twists that are similar, um, but uh, really satisfying. And so I loved all of that. What I didn't love in Lightyear is the really stupid group of characters that follow us. I could have done without all of them. I just didn't like any of them. And I think they drag the movie down. Um, and it's not to say that they're bad characters in and of themselves, but I think that you're you're kind of like I think the Lightyear character is good. He's noble and and kind of straightforward. Sure, he's But he's Chris Evans ish. You know, yeah. like he's kind of similar to how Chris Evans is in movies. Yeah, and, sure. You know, whatever. Captain he's, America. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like in the gray. Man, I liked by the all way. of the you know the people around him. His uh, friend who was the you know co. Um, kind of uh, ranger and so on and so forth but then when you get into the group of misfits that follow him and that have to help him um, I just thought they were super underwritten I thought they were super boring I thought their performances those voice performances were boring and uh, it's kind of soulless and uh, I just was like, we couldn't do better. We couldn't fucking write fun characters. <laughs> Pixar movies are full of fun characters. Yeah, it's true. And the cat is a fun character. Yeah, It's a great. smart robot, and it's got some good dialogue, and it's a good loyal funny beats, thing, good, funny beats. Yeah. And I, I very literally never once <clears throat> laughed or enjoyed a moment of screen time or dialogue with any of the, the misfits. Did the, the, you rethink like three of them.
0: how we make sandwiches? From this movie. <laughs>
1: you know what? It's funny. So the sandwich thing really stuck out to me because even though it's funny, it's a good gag and I like it. It's like the only joke in the movie or not joke, but it's like the only yeah. quirky thing in the entire movie. Kinda I wouldn't even true. I wouldn't even put the cat in there as like being a joke. It sort of is. Yeah, but Pixar movies are full of that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. And this one isn't. Yeah. This and then you was have one thing movie. and yeah. I'm like, wow, that's weird.
0: And it's interesting because Incredibles, I would put on par with this in terms of being an adventure movie. Yeah. But like you said, chock full of jokes. Yeah. And this was more of almost a
1: straightforward it's adventure like, movie. It's like very it was some
0: comedy, but it wasn't the same way. It straightforward. Yeah. It wasn't joke Kind and of stuff.
1: sterile a little bit. Um, yeah. I agree. Like space. And that's why I give it three stars and not more because it it some of those things really kind of weirded me out and then so much of it I loved. It's a weird movie. Um, I like the
0: little yeah. space spheres. This is totally sidebar. Doesn't matter. But that slowed slowed you down once you. Hit oh it right. Or whatever. So anyway, right right was, right. That
1: was cool. Yeah, there's just so much good visual yeah, cool like stuff, kind of fun act you know stuff. Um, uh, Anyways, uh, moving along, I saw a horror movie in theaters called The Black Phone. Have you caught that yet? It's now on VOD, I think. Okay, yeah, Yeah. I
0: I didn't see it, but I remember the preview and kind of wanting to see it for no other reason than I'm just a big Ethan Hawke fan.
1: It's great, man. It's great. It's It's awesome. It's a really wonderful, like '70s '80s era, you know, you know, periodish movie about. um, You know, it's a thriller about kind of a, a, a abduction story, and um, it's very—it's a very simple movie, and it's very out of its time. Like, it doesn't feel like a movie from twenty twenty two, and it's great. It's got some jump scares in it that are a little bit more. Rather than this just being a thriller with like kind of horror aspects, it's right. It it is that, but it um, it's got some jump scares where you're kind of like questioning uh, did we do did, did we really need that and <laughs> are we trying to lean it into horror too aggressively um but uh, at the same time the jump scares are in service of the story and kind of have an emotional each of them has an emotional beat okay um as opposed to just you know like ah, there's something in my face you know it's, <laughs> right, right, it's a little right. bit more emotional and grounded than that but um really really loved it um marcel the shell did you see it hell yeah I mean Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is a YouTube series from a decade ago or whenever I can't believe and, they were even um, able to carve out a film. That's what movie. I'm saying. It's just so yeah. sweet. That's and, what A twenty four, you know, is great at is yeah. giving, you know, filmmakers a chance, basically. And even though it's a short, small, simple movie. It um, was emotional though. They got an it's emotional an extremely yeah. well told story. Rise out of me. Wonderful story. Um and I, I even if you don't know the original source material. Um, it's just a feel good movie that I think absolutely everyone will love. Sure, um, it's about a shell who is it alive, is. anthropomorphized shell, <laughs> and her family and her struggles, and uh, it's it's really wonderful, and it and it brings it into the modern day. Just there are so many things about it that are very very topical, and um, yeah. It's a, a reflection
0: yeah. of you know, the human experience. The so human I highly condition. recommend
1: that. Um, by a well, let's talk about Elvis for a minute. You saw Elvis before the oh, last yeah. episode. Yeah, and you, you did. But I hadn't. Um, we finally saw it. And uh, Can I say real quick before yeah, I even hear what you please, thought about yeah.
0: it? Because you know I liked it. But, sure. Um, before I even hear what you thought about it, I did see something. I may have mentioned this last time that I think is 100% relevant, whether you mm. think this is the greatest movie or the worst movie ever made. Somebody had tweeted out, congrats to Baz Luhrmann for making the first two-hour movie trailer. <laughs> and I do think that yeah, you watch the movie and you're like who, oh, I want to see that you could argue with that the way this movie moves because we were maybe 10-15 minutes in and I'm going to let you take the wheel again yeah, here, yeah, but no. we were about 10 minutes in at the point where I was like when is the title card going to come up and we're going to start moving at a different pace uh, but we no. never did right. and I, you kind of know that with Baz and I'm not complaining because I enjoyed the movie yeah.
1: but it is different in that way Kelly take it no, that's that's all fair. I've been a a pretty staunch anti Baz Luhrmann sure. person, and I, by the way, am not. I don't. I haven't seen all his movies. I just don't want to. I don't like <laughs> him. I don't think he makes. I I think that he obviously has a great talent, but I just don't care about his type of storytelling. Sure, this I loved. Truly loved. Nice. It. Um, we. Uh, I mean, Laurie loved it too. She's such a huge Elvis fan. Yeah. But, um, I. This is a, a rare occasion where, as soon as the movie ends, we were both just like, "I want to see it again right now." Yeah, yeah. Um, it is such a wonderful ride, but it also is. If Austin Butler doesn't get an Oscar nomination for Dude, this, there's no you. justice, it's right justice in the world. It's right where I was headed. I can't believe it's one how of good the greatest performances uh, but you know you're you're combining performance with i mean think about all of the great performances uh, you know top tier oscar winning performances that we've had over the years from some of our great actors where there's not a fraction of the effort and i'm sorry a, a, a straightforward role that's not too far outside of you know a de niro role sure you know de niro and casino or whatever you're just like okay well he's 10 percent left of center of the person who is Robert De Niro right. like, right. You know, so a person <laughs> right. like Austin Butler doing this singing significant amounts of the movie himself. Um, I'm not exactly sure Plane how, you know, influence. where the ra- what the yeah. ratio is, but, um, and, and just the performance and the visual, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 things they make him do um and uh you know he obviously had to copy source material and really become elvis it's one of the most impressive transformations of all time and uh so my, my takeaway is more the it's it's more about him than anything else i agree um and then the production value of the movie is like second to none i when we left i was like that movie had to cost so much fucking money. (laughs) And because it's just set after set after set, you have scenes in the movie that are, again, big montages and compilations of things. Lots of them. And you have scenes that are on screen not even scenes, shots that are on screen for seconds, if not frames, and they are fully realized yep. environments and yep. sets and yeah. fully uh, with with hundreds of extras. And sure. even with sure. the idea that they can do a lot with digital, there is so much going on in it's some wild. of these frames. And you're like, it's over- that Was zoning. only a frame. Yeah, that was five hard frames. You know, up. I... So when I left, I'm like just purely on the cost of production, yeah. building these sets, yeah. going to these locations, and the costuming and uh, and and you know casting crew. I'm like this movie had to have cost 150 million dollars, and I think when you Google it, you see that it's reported at 80, which is. That's a mind-blowing number. Yeah. I I can't even wrap my head around how they can make this movie for it. I mean, that's incredible. I don't know if, if that's accurate just for that alone if that's true. That's that's my point and that's what I'm going to end with is that the production value and the costuming and the makeup and all of that is enough for this to be an all-timer. And then yeah. you're not even including everything else. It
0: did seem as if Baz had Filmed a ten part, like at a high quality ten yes. parts uh, uh, full series that covered everything in Elvis, with, like, and all this, and then chopped it down yeah, yeah. to a to to a, you know like release the Snyder cut. That's that's fascinating. It hours. does feel more yeah.
1: like an HBO like. Six-hour miniseries, and they gave us the recap from like
0: the, the you know all the God. I would love to see a six-hour version of this. And by P- the way, P.S. Uh, yeah. Since you mentioned this, Jess and I went and saw because Baz Luhrmann. What I always think about when I hear that name is Moulin Rouge. Yeah, and uh, we went and saw the play version of that at Pantages. Oh, right, cool. now. And If you have the means and you're a musical theater fan, or just a theater fan. We're, again, same thing, but but, but, yeah, (laughs) anybody other than Kelly, we're seeing simply because like you were just talking about, like the, the production value alone and what they sort of do on the stage and beyond that, even just the lighting. I mean, Mm -hmm. even when the sets aren't changing in there, the way they coat everything in light and change the, the tone and the scenario, it's, it's really, 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 really cool. And a lot of updates too, if you know the movie. Um, and how they use the pop music of kind of the 80s and 70s and even 90s um, to be the poetry of this sure. artistic guy who's writing. Um, they have updated that on the play, and it makes me wonder if they'll just continue to update it as long as the show runs because they've got songs from Lord, you know, and Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber now, you know what I mean? Like, sure, incorporated into the uh, the music montages. So, anyway, uh, worth checking out as well. What else you got movie
1: wise? Um, I got a couple more. Um, I saw Minions Rise of Gru. I um, did not see that. and uh really enjoyed that. The the Minion that whole franchise is just a, a, I'm a big big fan of banana. Um and truly it's about the Minions. They they have an infinite amount of appeal meaning that Universal and Illumination can keep making these forever mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. these weird minions and i will see every single one of them right um it's an infinite amount of content uh, or you know possible stuff and uh this one has a ratio of probably like 50% minions 50% humans and i'm i'm i just like i don't need the humans like i <laughs> yeah, just need minions in their environment doing things Pure and minion i love it um anyways that was great uh and it's also nice to just see a non-disney animated franchise that's like doing great and makes a lot of yeah. money yeah. because the the disney stuff i mean they there's the pixar and the non-pixar blah 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 but the Disney stuff is so, like, saccharine most of the time where I'm like, I just need something that's a little bit more, like, I don't know, fun and edgy and not so self-serious and whatever. The Disney stuff tends to be, like, it, it has to be built up. Whereas, Well,
0: also, I, I mean, you always need a counter and you always need, you, you don't want anything monopolizing no matter how good totally. they are. Totally. I guess the that's market. what I'm saying. So, I mean, yeah. yeah,
1: you need an answer to that. I, we need sure. other stuff. And, you know, DreamWorks Animation and all these other ones. These are these are good options. So yeah. you know, Did you um, see Thor? I did. Let's talk about that. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I, anybody out there that's giving it less than top tier, I I think is it is it a top five Marvel? No, but I would say it's probably for me like a top ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. I put it mm-hmm. high middle, if not a little bit higher. Um, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. Uh, the, the only d- disappointment I would probably say, and maybe
0: this is kind of, because I think it's not getting rated as high as I probably thought it would, but yeah, it's weird, the only the thing that I would say is just that Ragnarok came out of nowhere, and Kaika <laughs> putting his stamp on that yeah. was so pleasing, what, what, you know what I mean? And like was, unexpected. Was so, yeah, yeah satisfying. Yeah. And this was more of that, uh-huh. but the surprise was gone, and it wasn't new in that way. Um, and yeah, I, and, I, and I And honestly, that's... You can't do anything that's about how that, I, Yeah, that's you how I left from it. Bottle. I was like, you know, I like this style, and I like him continuing on with yeah. Thor. But yeah, it's not, uh, you know, the bolt of lightning that the first one was. The bolt of lightning. Yeah, that works Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the first one. Uh, did you stay through the credits to the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So Jess was very excited... <laughs>
1: When uh, Hercules uh, yeah, yeah. ended up being um, the whole like Greek gods, or uh, it's not even just Roy Greek Kent. gods. All of yeah, all <laughs> of the gods mythology that is available sure. to them if they keep playing around in this sandbox. Yeah, is, that's like, a big sandbox. Really man. cool. I mean, I've, that's a world down. into its own. And this Russell Crowe was great. This has kind of Loved always
0: him. been <laughs> simultaneously the the what's good and the problem with all of the comic book universe and worlds. Yeah. The overlap is such that, like you have you have teamed up worlds and combined worlds just to get the original Avengers team. Uh-huh. Then, by the time you get to Endgame, you've you know exponentially grown that right to where Avengers has now been centered into one thing, and you've grown worlds off of that. Now you're pulling in from just one character an entire world of you know mythology yeah, and yeah. the gods and like the nine realms and everything. But, by the way, over here is the multiverse, which just... <laughs> and I don't know, man. It's it's that kind of thing where, like, clearly it's working. Clearly comic fans have always been used to this with the comic books themselves. Uh-huh. It eliminates, in a way, the stakes for everything to me because there's no constant that kind of pulls everything together. And You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. To me, the natural way of storytelling, you're building toward... The way they did with Endgame. You build up, you know what I mean? And then it's like the height of everything, the peak of everything that everything's culminating in. It doesn't offshoot then and like splinter out. And I don't know, but, um, but it makes, it just makes me wonder, is there, is there a point at which this stuff all collapses on, onto itself? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it is like, or, it, and, and maybe every, clearly everyone in modern day audience members are willing to go with this. Is it kind of like the Austin Powers time travel thing where they say, best Don't, not to man. think about it. And they look at the audience and, like, we all just agree, you're right. We're not going to think about this at all.
1: I lean that and, direction. Yeah, which and I think I'm, is I'm, it's much okay with me.
0: But it. I think if yeah. I cared about it more, that would bother me more. Yeah. Because I'm just along for the ride and this stuff is not. As important to me as say, I think, if Avatar, you were to ask Tyka, the way of water,
1: he would say, "Yeah, you just need to fucking calm down and have a good time." And well, yeah, he'd you know crack a I mean? joke, and yep. you know. Speaking it. of which, you saw that that like clip in the in the news about how he was asking Natalie Portman if she wanted to be yes, in Star Wars. God, movie. yes, <laughs> what it, a wonderful! It's my favorite <laughs> thing of <laughs> any reporting of the next story, which he had
0: to remind him, "I, I was in
1: a few she, Star Wars." She's like, "Yeah, would you like to no, be in Star Wars? <laughs> I can put you in Star Wars." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I was in, Star, in a Star Wars oh, that's movie. That's great. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was a good, Taika. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's great. Um, but uh, I, I, I will say that, like, Natalie in this movie, she's a little stilted. I don't think she knows how to be in these movies. Yeah, Her that was. Her performance is, is I didn't want to be weird, mean, but yeah, that's kind of No, no, I, of the I'm okay calling it this. out. Natalie Foreman is an all timer. I mean, we love Natalie yeah. Foreman, of course, but great respect but but she's been in a lot of different things over the years and she's not necessarily always right for the thing like sure. her in annihilation which is a movie yeah, I love yeah. makes more sense like just what she's dealing with and right, that right and then you throw her in this big blockbuster because you kind of needed to or wanted to because she's part of the you know Canon already and I think I think the storyline they give her is good yeah this was almost a bridge. Ragnarok really like.
0: I really enjoyed and this was almost a bridge to another movie that I want to see, which is the actual love and thunder story of Thor and adopted daughter. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I would I've talked yeah, about this. Yeah, we're getting before. I mean we're getting there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've talked about this before, but kind of the wander I mean, this is Mandalorian and the Child. This yep. is yep. you know, like you
1: can get it's cool. into it's cool. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I like this. where they ended that. Yeah, yeah. Um so anyways, I think that the bigger bigger thing here is just that um keep, keep giving Taika movies and I'll, I'll go. Uh, he's, he's wonderful. Um, and i can't wait to see what he does with uh, star wars um i saw a documentary called fire of love
0: i wanted to see that yeah. where did you go see that um because it was
1: it's it's so it's weird huge it's weird AMC's. so i saw it probably 2 weeks ago and it was only at sunset 5 and so i yeah, went to that's sunset the 5 only yeah place it was that and i was like
0: i'm not going there <clears throat> i think it no <laughs> yeah,
1: offense, it's a five. weird that's a weird theater by the way and there's always like quality issues there i really enjoy the energy of sunset 5 it's an amc now it used to not be an amc um but every single time I'm there, there's something wrong with either projection or sound <laughs> The only or thing I ever saw
0: there was The Room, by the way.
1: Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, before it was AMC. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw it there, too, in like 2005 right, for the first right. time. Which was weird. You think back, and you're like, it was already a cult movie then. It was only out for so two years. weird. It came out in yeah. 2003, That right? thing,
0: just something's just lightning yeah, in a never bottle, changed. and they take
1: <laughs> off. And it's just, you don't know what. Um, anyway. Anyways, I uh, I saw Lo- a fire of love, and uh, it's beautiful footage. It's really wonderful, like volcano footage that you just you're like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. Of I course, mean, this is all
0: the closest to the volcano they filmed it themselves.
1: They were very yeah. good. It's a it, this is a documentary, a National Geographic documentary um, about two uh, volcanologists, lavas. Uh, <laughs> two lavas. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, two uh, volcanologists who were in love and married and they, uh, you know, went around the world as some of the foremost volcano experts. And uh, they brought really good cameras with them through the through the 60s, 70s, 80s. They were film cameras. So film has a great um, uh, quality retention. So yes. now we can go back and we can scan that footage. And it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, whereas Amazing. when they got into the '90s and whatnot, they're moving to video because they could, which makes sense. But video is garbage. Isn't at it that funny era. when stuff moves so, backwards because because
0: technology huge, moves forward? Huge <laughs> jump backwards.
1: <stuff> it's <laughs> only now in the 2020s, really, that our digital video is on par with what you can get out of a oh, film sure. cell. Don't you remember the early 2000s so we had, when all the
0: indie movies that were great? I
1: shit you not, we had almost shit. 30 years where it was kind of subpar. And uh, that includes, you know, from the early 2000s, they started filming movies in digital. So you have like, um, you know, episode one was filmed in yeah. digital. So all yeah. those movies are 720p. Right. Right. is so low resolution and so but low look, quality. But look, we
0: also don't have hoverboards um, or flying cars. Yeah, right. self drying you know, jackets. <laughs> I guess I so, know.
1: sure. Um let me uh let me mention a couple more um I uh, actually I only have one more uh, theater movie and it's nope and I assume you haven't seen it yet, right? Nope? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a very uncomfortable bit you're doing. <laughs> He, nope. <laughs> he said it like as a question. And then he said it nope, kind of like No, I haven't a, seen it. Okay, uh, it.
0: I want to see it, but I have not gotten
1: to it. He was I, waiting, saw that you I did. think he was waiting for that for a month. Yeah. Oh man, when <laughs> well, he asked I me if I've started thinking seen about it
0: on the way over this morning, Kelly.
1: Okay, got it. I don't do enough prep to think about it for a month, <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh, so I saw Nope and I saw it uh you know, it's it's Sunday now. It came out on Friday. I saw it Friday morning and um I'll tell you, you know, no spoilers, of course. Here, I uh, I do encourage everybody to see it because it's a, it's a wild movie. Jordan Peele makes just fun, uh, truly original, original interesting yeah. movies. Good, so there's word. no there's no uh, taking that away from him. He's he's definitely an artist and very interesting. However, this movie had some of the best marketing and trailers of the last decade. Yeah. Sure. And so it was built up in my head to a degree where we didn't know what the story was. No? We sort of, I take that back, we sort of knew by the final really trailer, don't, we though, sort still. of knew what the trailer or the story was. But what the story ends up being um, didn't satisfy me personally the way that I thought it would. Are we um, getting into
0: Shyamalan territory here?
1: Where we we burst onto
0: the scene with just this incredible now there's the the weight of shocking you all the time
1: excellent comparison between these two people because uh, Jordan Peele really got so much praise for his first first movie especially Get Out of the scene and us we liked more than Get Out and I think it was really a wonderful movie but then this one do I put it higher than either of those? I think I'd need to watch the other ones again, sure. but I don't think so. And that's kind of where I was like, surely this will be better. Right. Um, because it's so much more like, I love the aliens shit. I mean, I just am so on board for all of this. Well, but, we're alien fans. Um, we're yeah, sci-fi exactly. fans. Like- it does have, it, it. I would say it takes a lot of DNA from science. So your, your oh, comparison cool. is, is, is very, yeah, um, um, appropriate. Um, but at the same time, I just want to mention something. Um, this, is a, this is kind of tough. Uh, meaning, I don't, I don't know if anybody else will give a shit. The sound mix isn't great. I, I, mm. I think that it, it struggles. Like, you no, know, you see a big budget movie from a studio, and you shouldn't really be thinking about sound when you're at home. There are so many variables that cause sound to not be good. Usually it's because you have a shitty TV and you don't give a shit and you don't spend any money on speakers and and knowing how to set it all up. So that's your fault. (laughs) When you're at a theater, there's no excuse. Right. Not really. And so if I'm in a theater, I'm at the amc city walk imax which is one of the best screens in the world it is a full one four three to one aspect ratio original imax screen and it and this movie has one four three to one aspect ratio scenes which means it's the full kind of squarish shape and uh meaning they filmed a lot and this was filmed uh you know a shot by hoite uh who shot a bunch of like chris nolan stuff and he's a he's an outstanding uh you know dp Um, There's no excuse for any technical aspects to be wrong. The sound mix isn't great. There's entire scenes that are very clearly ADR'd and you can tell. And that, to me, is a huge failing. If if I'm hearing dialogue not match their lips properly, like we talked about, we used to talk about that on the studio tour. It's just like, when there's bad ADR, it's very jarring. And why would something in 2022... A lot yeah, of movies have ADR. Right, Why sure. would it be bad? What, to what degree did we not spend enough crazy. money on post-production? Yeah. And I'm sorry to throw the mixers under the bus, but it, it really was jarring to me. And then, totally separate from that, the screening I went to had a problem with the projection,
0: <laughs>
1: which is an unheard of weird thing for an IMAX experience. Uh, especially like a flagship imax screen imax is based in la there's only two imax screens in la really there's this one which is a real one uh meaning at the same aspect ratio as the movie was shot and then there's the chinese theater which is a huge beautiful imax screen but it's not a uh one four three to one aspect ratio screen so it's it's slightly different version of the movie um. Anyways, point is, I emailed. Okay, the problem that it had was that in black, there's a lot of uh, dark scenes in the movie, nighttime, whatever. In the dark areas, it was like very, uh, for lack of a better term, pixelated. What they do is they, uh, the the black areas were crushed in in um, in uh, uh, <laughs> excuse me, color correction. To the point where there was no detail in those areas and the projection made it look very kind of shitty and pixelated Weird. in those areas, even though pixelation is not the correct term for it. Um, it was shocking to me because it was happening so much and I was like, is this an artistic choice? No, it can't be like the co- this copy of the movie is the absolute highest yeah. quality copy of yeah. the movie that exists there's no reason that this should look like this. I emailed IMAX immediately when I got out of the movie and I sent a really long email trying to explain what I just saw because in my head, I'm like, am I crazy? (laughs) And David, um, Oh God, what's his last name? I always forget. He's the chief quality officer of uh, uh, David Keeley. Uh, he's the chief quality officer of IMAX. When you go to an IMAX movie, if you stay through the credits all the way through the credits, there's a title card at the end that says, if you had any issues with this viewing experience, please email CQO at IMAX.com. And I've done this many, many times. And he always replies. He replied in an hour. And this is what he said. He said, my apologies for the crushed blacks you witnessed at City Walk yesterday. Our technical team rebooted the system for the 4 p.m. show, and all is good now. I'm so sorry for your poor experience, and I hope you can forgive us. This intermittent problem is being worked on, and we ask for your patience. It rarely happens, but it did today. Um, We'll be in touch with two complimentary tickets. Thank you for your valuable feedback, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I went on Reddit and there was already a thread of people that were in that showing right, right. my showing that were like, is anybody else fucking see this yeah. shit? And, uh, I wrote in and explained it and everybody was thankful. Bottom line is that severely hurt my viewing experience and I got to see it again. Now you, you yeah. at home yeah. and everybody else probably not going to experience that, but it really took me out of it because the whole time I was just like, what the fuck is wrong? And, um me being so anal, I was just like, "This feels well, wrong,
0: and regardless of you're you know technical minded and you pick up on stuff. But yeah. if you do pay for an iMAX ticket, I mean, yeah, presumably, even if you're not into that, you are you are trying to go to the top quality, like no matter where you it. 25 bucks. You no, know? yeah. so, um, but yeah, I mean it's, weird, c- it's right? cool that he is responsive and gets back and you know and all that kind of stuff but that is that is a drag uh, that is a bummer so. um,
1: I want to just mention uh, lastly that uh, South Park has had some movies on Paramount Plus uh, that uh, are new there's a, a two part movie meaning two movies called The Streaming Wars part one and two <laughs> I have no and, uh, and they're brand new uh, check those out as well And um, and I think that's it for my movie section what do you have?
0: Um so I don't know if you caught the Gray Man.
1: Um, uh, the I haven't Netflix. watched it yet. No. Um I heard it's I mean the good ride the, the Russo brothers apart from Endgame and Infinity War like yeah. they made Cherry a couple of years ago and that yeah. was like one of the worst fucking Bad. movies I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. So I'm not like thrilled for this.
0: Yeah, no um it's got, I would say this has got a lot of really good people and they're all doing a really good job. Okay. But good to know. I did wonder along the way why are they all here? You, you, you know what I'm saying. Meaning, like, I, why did they agree? to yeah, do Yeah, like I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Hate they're out. the Russo Listen, brothers. And the thing is, I've told you know this. We both are this way. But uh, you know, give me a action espionage, you know, super spy movie. Right. Um, I'm on board. This is an easy genre for me. Yeah. Um, and I don't regret watching it. And I'm not saying don't watch it. It's 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 fine. You know what I mean? But it, yep. but there's nothing exceptional about it. Um, and there are exceptional people Thanks, doing Netflix. like really good <laughs> good roles. Anyway. Uh speaking of not exceptional, I did see the final Jurassic Park. Well, I don't know if it would be the final one. <laughs> um I don't want to talk too long about this. Obviously, yeah, we, tell we, me we, what you we've thought. all said what we think about this, but you know, all of the wonder... And kind of the magic and the nature of kind of the the chaos theory and everything the first yeah. Jurassic Park was about I and was so far gone and really the the first I think the first trilogy to an extent even though the quality of the yeah, movies yeah. wasn't as good every time yeah, yeah. from the first one of these Jurassic World on um it's just it's not even there it's not that they're not achieving it they're not attempting it like yeah. it occurred to me kind of an hour into this one that. These movies, you already knew this, but these movies are really just about riding a motorcycle with raptors hunting with you or chasing, you know, whatever. Um,
1: Fuck you, Colin
0: (laughs) Trevorrow. You fucking...
1: It, it's seriously it's there, it's, whose fault is it? It's his yeah. fault. Fallen Kingdom has elements of what you're describing. Yeah, that was my favorite one, and it's because the, he didn't make three. it. And it's yeah. still like not easily quite my there, favorite one. But, but
0: um, yeah, this was my. I think this was my least favorite. Was this or Jurassic World? I was trying to think. Like, well, is this the I worst? Put, I put one? this above Jurassic World. I mean, for sure. at, at least this had my original gang there. But then again, they were shoehorned in and brought in, you know, as older versions of themselves, and then they had to mix it up with the new. Folks And I don't know, it, it just I left. I knew I wasn't going to be happy, but I <laughs> but I somehow left still even worse. disappointed. Okay, fair enough, which is like, you know, sometimes you go in a movie and it's good and it's fine, but your expectations were too high. Yeah, mine were like too low. And they still and they still love <laughs> being worse. like oh man fuck this like, I'm sorry to hear that anyway so yeah big drag um, it, I I
1: whatever. had a good time watching this movie I I have no I I have no I I don't disagree with anything you're saying but yeah. my expectations were low enough that I maybe they were they were all the way down to zero sure. and I uh, yeah I enjoyed it's real it.
0: dumb the opening dialogue by the way the opening narration um, I don't even remember what I. It was. I am not kidding and I'm not trying to be mean. Okay. I was stifling laughter. What, I thought, what is it? This I forget is what it is. Wor- it's a news report, but it's like a YouTube news report. Oh, it's so dumb. About how the world has. Oh, it's and so dumb. And what will happen with these animals. Hey, the question is, is Did they put all that in? like Saturday three weeks night live, live sketch. sketch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I am talking. <laughs> I was looking around like, I was like, am I the only one? Oh, no. it's
1: It has no business being in like it a big billion dollar movie. incredible. And they ended
0: it that way, too. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Have you heard of this movie RRR: Rise, Roar, Revolt? Yeah, I haven't
1: watched it yet. I plan to though, for, okay. for sure. Let's please put a talk about it. Yeah, later. let's yeah.
0: let's put a. a Uh, what do you call it earmark on that one no it's on my
1: short list I'll watch it this week so we'll
0: talk about it the last one I'm going to mention because I want to save my hidden gem is something I went to see this week also but I want to save that one but um, I I went with our our friends Mike and Monica uh, Jess and I went with we saw The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly at the New Bell oh cool yeah um, and that was a really really fun experience just always cool to see on the big screen I just wanted to mention that one but um, that's it for me on movies there's nothing else worth mentioning I don't know what you've got for TV but I've got a a handful as well
1: yeah I've got a small handful Um, did you watch the bear haven't seen the bear i know you know what it is though right yeah um it's one of the better shows i've seen in years it's fresh and tight and uh compelling and they're easy 30 minute episodes um fx is just a great network and um so you watch this on hulu fx and hulu are kind of combined now but anyways um all the characters are amazing i love everyone in it i uh, they grow on you and and the story and dialogue and and direction of it is all absolute top tier um uh, you know in a very specific type of genre it's a very scrappy small show and it um is just extremely satisfying i, I don't know how else to say it i loved it so much um and I, and it did get a second season uh you know it got renewed so i'm excited for this uh to come back um the orville just continues <laughs> fucking Man. Ugh, every week is just so and i fun. talk about this after every single episode i can't even episode. believe it
0: um they've really it's so... Like, it this might should be, be the up most for re- best drama. Yeah, it might it be needs the most to be up for relevant best drama. show oh, yeah. to, like, today's topics and issues no one's that I've
1: watched. jumping headfirst into the social topics of today like yeah. this is. And it's not even to say that we need to put all the weight on that. Because it is just, at the end of the day, a silly sci-fi show. But at the same time, it is so much more in every moment um, that it deserves that recognition. It deserves. The idea
0: of this starting as like a galaxy quest kind of level uh, spoof of Star Trek to becoming, (laughs) like we've talked about before, sort of the best Star Trek um, that's out there right now um, is is really impressive. And like, you know, hats off to... um, you know, moving over from Fox, yeah, uh, because Hulu, yeah. they're just they're just not pulling any punches, and they're it's they're clearly putting in whatever effort and money they need to. If you need an hour and a half, we'll tell the story in that amount of time, and the
1: quality's great. And, and anybody uh, from the Star Trek camp, are you fucking paying attention? Yeah, like anybody to. who's working on Star Trek, with the exception of probably Lower Decks, you know. Um, well, I, will, I think I will even stand Strange, up for Strange New no, Worlds no, no. But, Strange New Worlds is great. I still think everyone who's making Strange New Worlds needs to take a step yeah, back and yeah, watch The or Original Orville Also. Better version. I think Lower Decks is its own thing and it yeah, is, it knows what it is and it doesn't nobody needs to tell the Lower Decks people anything about Star Trek. <laughs> Strange New Worlds and then definitely Picard Discovery fucking pay attention. Because this is Star Trek and all the shit you're doing is some nonsense that none of us asked for. Well
0: I don't watch uh Discovery anymore, so I don't care yeah, about right. that one. We and give them the card they've already shot season three. So but um with sure. Strange New I Worlds know. though, I'm no sorry. I'm with you hundred percent. I'm yeah. just I'm just joking. But uh but Strange New Worlds I will say I think, again, we talk about the bar being set. The bar maybe had dropped so far for me that I was just so happy with them doing traditional Star Trek. That I had a blast. I watched that whole season. Strange New World was great.
1: I still think that some of the dynamics of it are in the same vein as Discovery or Picard. Some are. are. And I just think that... they've they've achieved a good show with strange new worlds and some are better than others right Uh, I think it's weird that there was a whole episode that was just a straight alien ripoff and didn't seem to be self-aware to that fact it's like okay you guys know what you're doing we know what you're doing except you're doing it without a wink and a nod or any comedy or anything you're just doing alien You know what's interesting? The fuck are you doing?
0: They actually did Alien and Predator. Right, no, but it is. Yeah, it's both. And that was how they rebooted the (laughs) Gorn, which has always been one of the great ideas for an alien, but it's become the most spoofed, probably alien of all the original series. Um, But it is interesting to me, too. Yeah, we saw that. It's not a
1: fully realized race yet. We don't really. It's like, how do you reconcile these crazy, bloodthirsty little Gorn with like ships? Ships. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like
0: (laughs) this is dude. This has always been. This is kind of like you can poke holes in predator (laughs) for this reason, too. It's like if his claws are that long. They never develop keyboards. I'm just telling you, like when you watch him pressing buttons on no, his arm He's control, struggling. it's it's great and all, and it would be cool if they actually retracted and then came back. You know, I could yeah, fix right, this, right? right. Give right? Us some logic. Because they've evolved
1: in that way. But <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, but yeah, overall, though, you're, uh, let's but not like, get off of Orville. back it's, to Orville. Yeah.
1: Like the Dolly Parton episode is a oh, fucking unreal. Yes, I, I thought she was. Gonna, I was, she was, it, so was happy. So yeah. it was so good. it was so good. And uh, by
0: the way, I don't know if you noticed, like even the score Mm -hmm. is playing like Jolene and stuff. Oh no, 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 I know, like all and that that
1: orchestral version of Jolene that they do. Uh, practically or what's the uh, diegetically is the word um, in the scene is like beautiful and amazing. And it felt right out of TNG. That whole episode felt right out of TNG in that you go to like a planet and there's a little colony and it was so TNG. And then the morals and the ethics of the the episode just snowball to the point where at the end you're crying. You're fully. I was landing from DC And uh, literally, it was the moment that the the plane was landing at LAX, and I was watching the last couple of minutes of the episode, and I'm fully crying, and everyone's looking at me. No, I'm sure no one was looking (laughs) at me, but I'm just saying that it was uh, uh, – every week is just like another masterpiece. You're like, fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. What are they doing? Really, really Um, great. Anyway, great. Can't say enough good things. Also, Um, shout out to Dolly Parton. You're the best. Yeah, she's the <laughs> great. What a what a fucking legend.
0: Um, cruised right through all of Stranger Things. I know it's been yep. a while now. Yep, yep. Uh, binged through me that. Too. Really thought this was the final season. Now find out there's one more season. Okay, uh, yeah, which I is know. fine. Uh, I mean, again, I, we enjoyed this season, and I'm ready for the next one. And I, I think just like it when things it's, end. It's time for it to end, <laughs> end, to me. But I've enjoyed the ride, and I will yeah. think back on this fondly. And it's just, it's all the great references of the if you liked those '80s Spielberg, you know, adventure sci-fi horror things yep it this is what it is we're not telling anybody they things they don't know have you been watching only murders in the building season yeah two?
1: i'm caught up love that show i do too I, it's just a feel good I, i'm always excited to watch another half hour of it it's just you know i yeah. it's a it's a show that i don't think they should do forever they need to that's what i was gonna say i don't know how long they can do, keep it going you know do this season, season if, if they're gonna do a third one if that's already in the pipeline then maybe sure one more. do it yeah. but like wrap up the story and uh, don't do it forever. Yeah, yeah, wrap up the murders. But other than that, it's uh, wonderful. I but love Yeah, everybody, Just yeah. a
0: fun, fun ride. Um, I don't know if you watched any of Prehistoric Planet. No. Um,
1: Is but, that the Apple series? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's like the same as, you I'm know, aware of it. the Earth, you know, Earth Part 2 and all those, like right. Planet Earth. Um, just just really good. I mean, they're just good educational, throw it on the background, interesting, you know, Well, things. who's narrating like, it? It's uh, Attenborough. It's yeah. A, yeah. Okay. That's it's, the reason um, to watch it.
1: The, the brother of. Uh, of um, I always get them confused. What's, I forget um, which is which. So Richard there's Attenborough was the. Richard David.
0: is the one who played. David Attenborough is the one who narrates. narrates yeah. Richard is the one who plays uh, evil Michael yeah. Santa Claus uh, Hammond. <laughs> uh, but the fact that. Yeah. Oh, is it David Hammond?
1: No. What's uh,
0: Hammond's first name in the movie? Um, it doesn't matter. Um, Dick. No, I don't but, know. It, but anyway, it is funny that now he's doing. His brother is doing prehistoric planet. Since he, it's just another layer of funny to me that Richard John Andrew, John John, it's John Hammond. It's John. That's what it is.
1: Um, anyway, so <laughs> it's you your know, name and it's my middle Hammond name. And Jurassic <laughs> Park and everything else. Yeah, there yeah. you go. We should. Um,
0: that. Um, the other one that I want to mention, though, if you get more TV, we can talk about it. But did you watch any of the rehearsal?
1: Nathan yeah, theater? that's what I want to talk about next. Okay, so it's that's only what I wanted to talk there today. have been two episodes last uh, last night's episode. or. It's on on Friday. Friday's, two. Yeah, there's Friday's two. episode I did not watch, but the first episode I watched.
0: Yeah, first one's all I've watched so for, too. I talked with Adam about that he loves Nathan Fielder. I talked to him cool. about 45 minutes yesterday on the phone about Adam, this. Adam, you've got
1: good taste. Um, um, this show came out of nowhere, and, and of course it's in the same vein as Nathan For You. He, he's in obviously my opinion, doing like, it's a better version of oh, Nathan oh, For a You. 1000 It's percent. more
0: realized, the idea behind it. I feel like he stumbled through Nathan For You in a good way. I think that show's incredible. Right. I think he stumbled to this idea, And then had to keep doing it. And he was like, oh, I now know the platform for what I was doing with Nathan For You. Nathan For You, we've talked about this before,
1: but Nathan For You is, in some respects, depending on how you look at it, a kind of a mean-spirited show. A little bit. That's what strikes me about Nathan For You, even though there's a a lot of elements that are very humanizing and everything in Nathan For You and heartfelt. But By and large, there's some negativity in Nathan for you. And this one kind of doesn't have that. Um, It's a very optimistic. Uh, Well, we'll see how it goes. I don't know how all the episodes are going to go. But it feels much more optimistic and uh, not to mention an incredible concept and execution. Like it's hard to wrap your head around this level of like creativity of storytelling. He really is
0: an artist, man. We talk about this with like Bo Burnham too, where yeah, you're very doing similar, yeah. awkward comedy, but you're, you're cutting to the heart of something that's such a part of the, you know, the, the human condition. And yeah. like the, I told Adam, I was like, honestly, man, this, <laughs> this, some of this, I'm not, you know, clearly I don't feel like I'm an exact replica of the guy in this. Cause he's very awkward and strange and everything else. Sure. but, I was like, some of this was like felt too personal to me. Like it made me uncomfortable and I was happy to hear him say the same thing. He's like, yeah, no, he's like, that's why it's, you know, but it's, it's just kind of, it's unbelievable. And also the other thing I will say that to me is already superior in this than Nathan for you. Yeah. The the idea, some of the ideas, some of the just clever tricks with the editing. When when he is finally confessing, and then it turns out to be the rehearsal of his confession, Nathan's, and you see the actor, the cut with
1: the other guy, yeah, Kelly. Yeah.
0: I laughed <laughs> so loud, out loud. I mean that the entire joke is just in the edit, you yep. know. And like it's very simple. I was like this yeah. is something that we didn't have in the other one. And I don't know if that's a one off too, you know, for this episode, right, but. Right. You know, saying so its and I don't know the the guy in the pool he'd hired so he wouldn't give too much away hilarious um and and honestly, stuff you couldn't have predicted what with- The whole idea of ordering the – i am spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this episode, it won't mean anything to you. But the whole idea of ordering these pizzas so this person will be eating so you'll have time to do your full confession. And then the pizza being the thing that is stopping you from starting because you're waiting on it to be ready. And the minute you're finally looking awkwardly back – we've all been in the moment where you're so (laughs) uncomfortable and you say the first word and the ding happens. And now the pizza is the thing that's pulling you away from the thing you were supposed to do, which it was planted (laughs) there to help you do it. It's like crafted. life always does that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, incredible show, the rehearsal. Check it out. It's. I don't know what else to say about it, but it's, Um. you know, he just keeps doing yeah. incredible stuff. Give Nathan Fielder
1: money. That's what yeah, we're saying. Yeah,
0: unbelievable. Um, and I wonder, and <laughs> I told Adam this, I wonder if in 20 years we're going to learn that this guy was Andy Kaufman. Right. And because he's gone to on these late night shows, and to me... In those shows, he seems totally normal yeah. and he's giving real interviews. If we find out that his personality is totally different and that was also bullshit, yeah. that's where I'm really going to, like, I don't know. Like, just the fact that I'm not sure. You've is seen when he brought
1: me. Susan Sarandon on, right? Yes. do You know that clip? Okay. Yes. Um, I also want to point out that in, uh, in this first episode of the rehearsal, he's wearing a Summit Ice jacket. Do you remember that? <laughs> Which I have. I have that jacket. I've never worn it. Right. I bought it because I'm like I have to support this weird guy, you know. And uh, I don't. All that money probably went to charity. But um, it's just as funny he's wearing the Summit Ice jacket. It's great. Um, anyways, uh, I think uh, I think I don't have anything else for That's TV. All I got. How are you yeah, doing? Let's yeah? keep it rolling. Um, so some news. Um, news. In addition to the passing of James Conn, also Monty Norman died. He composed the original James Bond theme. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was pretty old. He was 94. Um, but RIP, uh, R.I.P. Norman. Um, I have a, a cool grouping of news stories related to uh, movie theaters in L.A. Uh, if you're not in L.A., I'm sorry, but it's still kind of some fun news. Um, firstly, uh, The Vista, we've been waiting for to reopen under yes. Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Um, they applied for their alcohol uh, license in March, and here's how it's uh, phrased. Um, conditional uses to allow the sale and dispensing of beer and wine for on-site consumption, uh, with the existing 12,000 square foot theater cafe and arcade with, uh, Word. 300, they have 370 th- seats planned, um, and 12 arcade games. So, uh, that seems like a great thing. I can't wait for Quentin to open like that. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's great. It's not that far from me. I'm, I'm very excited. Cinerama Hollywood is the new name of the Cinerama Dome. Cinerama Hollywood is going to open, we don't know, but hopefully this year, as a new theater, even though I think it's still owned by the same people that owned it when it was Arclight, but Arclight was disbanded. You know, that right, brand sure, yeah. really yeah. doesn't exist anymore. So um, Interesting. So Arclight Hollywood will now be Cinerama Hollywood, and uh, they applied for their liquor license in June, and part of that liquor license um, showed a... Uh, a, a sample menu because it's going to have two like food or restaurants on site. Um, and it showed a sample menu, extremely high end, like really yeah. high, which okay. I'm okay with spending some money sometimes. Right. There's a, a, wonderful menu and, uh, and I just can't wait. It's, uh, I think they even have a splash page website up now, Cinerama.com. Um, to right. check that out. Um, the Grove AMC used to be a Pacific Theater, now it's an AMC at the Grove, is uh, in full um, construction mode, building out a Dolby screen and an IMAX screen, which I'm really thrilled for because I always prefer that. We need more premium format screens in L.A. Um, And lastly, the rumor was for a while that the Arclight in Culver City um, was bought, which it was, by Amazon because it's all part... Amazon Studios is right there in Culver City. They bought the Culver... Uh, studios right and that theater was rumored to be b- becoming part of their sound mixing stages um, meaning like part of their post-production facilities and that it wasn't going to be a public movie theater anymore and so i was like really bummed about that because that's a you know we don't want to lose movie theaters right. anymore right. um but now the rumor is that it's going to become an amazon movie theater an amazon run movie theater because the age old um law about the separation of movie studios and movie theaters has lapsed or ended right um, and right. so now a movie studio can own a movie theater again, which was commonplace in the twenties thirties forties you know or well, I, I forget about when this it was enacted, this
0: really is an outdated I understand the reason everything was inserted Oh, sure. for Monopoly. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't apply to today. In, in fact, I think it's been one of the biggest things hurting movie theater. It, when you consider the idea of these streaming services that can exist on subscription and, let's be honest, selling mm-hmm. our information or whatever you want to say – they're the ones with the deep pockets enough to, you know, if if Amazon decides, well, we're also going to have a hundred theaters across the country, yeah. In addition, to our thing, and we don't even need to. Make, it's like Tarantino not needing to make money off of them. Yeah, you can still have a great theater experience. Yep. And if Netflix does a bunch of those, and you know, and there's all these different ones, you can do special events and engagements yeah, and fun I things. I just yeah. think that's. Great, yeah, that's great. something that
1: probably needs to happen if you're going to still have these. Is there an wars. issue with you know monopolistic tendencies? Eh, maybe, sure. but it, it there I already think is though. I think Amazon yeah. already runs everything. I think it if you're not going to
0: stop them, and you're not right. going to make them pay taxes. Then you might as well. Have why not let them have theaters? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it's like anyway. Right,
1: I'm a hundred percent with you. Um, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, also in the news, Dune part two is filming now. They yeah. did, they did push it back a little bit, the release from October to November of next year, but, um, they are filming. Um, uh, the, there's also a rumor, uh, that Michael Mann is working on heat too. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I like Michael Mann and I love he I want totally him to do more stuff secret. but uh, I whatever um, you sent me this a lot of people have seen it online army hammer is down in the Cayman Islands selling timeshares I don't think you need to say anything else that's crazy I like uh, whatever you want to say about army
0: hammer and it's if all these things are true it's it's really weird and crazy so um, weird. but I the idea of us sort of shaming someone for selling timeshares as a career which is like a normal
1: job is weird to me it feels I, don't, uncomfortable. I don't know that shaming him is what's happening I think that's the reason for the
0: article I think look look what happened to this disgrace guy and he's down there saying look he's this is bizarre I don't and, know I don't know, that that I don't know. that's how it I felt mean, to me
1: fair enough fair enough I mean uh, yeah you're probably not wrong but I I do think that it's um, okay as an example <laughs> any big actor who's in big movies, that yeah, all of a yeah. sudden shows up in a place that is totally bananas. Right. Right, Like a place where you hide your money. Like a yeah, country. Yeah. Or is it, a, is it even a another? I don't know anything about the Cayman Islands. I mean, that, that's all fair. I'm that's just fair. saying that fundamentally, <laughs> if someone popped up, if Tom Hanks popped up in Switzerland selling bread... Uh, there would probably be a bunch of posts where it's like, "Can you fucking yeah. believe this?"
0: The story is that he wants to eat people's body parts, but but I hear what you're saying. Like in regard, I
1: mean, to I that. think that's secondary to this story. I think it's <laughs> just like this is an actor who's selling yeah. timeshares. It's, it's wild. weird. He um, was in Lone Ranger not long ago. Re- that's everyone what everyone loved. Yeah, 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 I love that movie. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, to wrap up the news, uh, the M&E- I got some news. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, but, well, but go ahead. Uh, the Emmy nominees are out. September 12th is the date for the Emmys. But, and I, and no, just, I'm, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go through all of them, but uh, I do want to say that like, among the dramas, uh, we've got Better Call Saul and Severance and right. uh, Succession. Yellowjackets has got a nomination, which I'm oh, really yeah, excited for. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, an Outstanding Limited series, that's a great category. Uh, it's got Dope Sick, which uh, Laurie loved, and I haven't Jess's watched sister yet. sister Melissa really loved I that, am, too. So it was incredible. the top of my list of, of TV to uh, catch up on. And then you've got The Dropout, which I liked a lot thought Mm -hmm, that was great. mm -hmm. Um, Inventing Anna, I didn't see. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what Mm -hmm. that is, but I didn't see that. And then Pam and Tommy, which I did see, thought it was outstanding. And then uh, The White Lotus, which I also really loved. What's weird about that is that that gets to be in the limited series. We're getting another season of White Lotus, but it's an anthology- series, so it's uh, like, yeah, I guess it how does that count for I as guess limited that counts. series? I, don't I don't know. guess I don't that's know.
0: like Black Mirror though being included right? Or Well, that would be in
1: individual episodes or I don't know so, I don't yeah. know, yeah, it's an I guess it would be like American Horror Story,
0: the way that was going that being nominated. But as American Horror Story would surely be
1: in the drama category Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. So they're choosing to put it in the yeah. limited series category, and I think that's they,
0: weird You know, um, when you win the war you can make the rules. Um, did you hear about the last movie stars documentary that Ethan Hawke is working on? Yes, yes very excited for cool. that. just the idea of having these other actors come in and read yes. the you know back and forth. I can't wait for um, that. Yeah, really incredible. Uh Ethan Hawke did a great, great interview talking about this and how he had met um Woodward and and Newman right. at a certain point and how they contributed to his you know startup theater not for profit like theater group, you know, early right. on and all, all these things. Um Rings of Power contri- continues to drop trailers. Uh, leading up to the big Amazon Lord of the Rings show, which is just over a month away, September 2nd. What's it called? Uh, Rings of Power. That's uh, part Rings, of what Rings franchise? Of Power.
1: Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, a <laughs> uh,
0: lot of fantasy coming up, man. The new House of the Dragon trailer that dropped in, and also now Boo! Dungeons no, and know. Dragons with, uh, with yeah, our Man Chris I, Pine. I didn't and, even watch and, that trailer. And Michelle Rodriguez yeah, and
1: stuff. I have no interest.
0: Um, yeah, and I, you know, I got to say, like I told Jess, she was like, well, how are you feeling? And I was like, you know, it's like every trailer they drop, it's like one step forward, one step back. There'll be something that's good and seems intriguing. Like, oh, maybe they got that right immediately followed by something where you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, boy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. I don't. That's know. unfortunate. So if you can't do something with – and maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But if you can't do something with the trailer, which we've talked about a lot, you can pretty much cut an incredible yeah, trailer to even some terrible stuff. Um, so kind of holding my Doesn't breath, bode well. not holding yeah. my breath on that one, but who knows? Um, uh, my buddy chance, who's a listener of the podcast did say, you know, we should just get together and have a Lord of the wrong rings marathon day. The day the show comes out and watch, the you whole watch all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, would, that might be the way to go. Uh new John wick, uh, teaser. If you saw that, that's continuing on. Sure. Did you see the Wakanda forever trailer?
1: Yeah. I just wanna I just wanna clarify that we're well into trailers, which is its own section. So uh, I yeah, we into- <laughs> always
0: we always piggyback the two of them. I sure. guess I guess i yeah, actually so right. so right. the three sections are news, trailers
1: and upcoming are the sections that I do. But trailers
0: and upcoming I, I usually guess the lines those have are always kind been of always a little bird for me, but I hadn't started that. So, yet, so, so quiet. since we haven't started that, and we'll edit <laughs> and we'll edit all this out. No, we won't. Um, I, I do want to say the one thing that's not trailer related for me that I've got yeah. Harrison Ford, our man Harrison, had a birthday. Oh, did he? Turned eighty years old. Damn, cool. Uh, he now officially will be the eighty-year-old action star at the time of yeah. Indiana Jones Five, which we've we've mentioned. That's mentioned okay, before. Harrison. We so he is eighty. Him. We're glad he's still with us, uh, hopefully for many years to come. Right. Um, so trailers which i already started on no that's fine i just want to say wakanda forever
1: that's Extremely how you powerful. edit
0: a music to a trailer perfect like i'm not the first one to say that like uh, I someone else definitely wrote chills. that but like that's how you do that. a trailer i just want to say that so no i
1: that i would that came out yesterday and uh i watched it this morning actually it's
0: so powerful wow. Yeah, wow. and
1: wow 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 yeah that's all i have wow wow we wow. Uh, wow wow wow, wow. Um. Yeah. So, did you see the Beast trailer? Yeah, I had actually read
0: about that a while back, and um, and yeah,
1: I I'm down. I mean, that might be a very you know a man movie or whatever. No, but you know know. what?
0: It's been a while since we've had the stuck in the wild with the crazy the actual nature beast coming after you as
1: Jurassic Park. Sure. Like, the beats are there, and the vibe is there, well, and, and the terror is there, and I'm just like, this looks great. Ghost
0: I'm in the Darkness, The so Edge, excited. Cujo. You know, there, I haven't there's seen a, all three of those, so. a, Have you really not? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, my yet. God. There's a list of these movies that are effective. I mean, right. you, The Grey could be thrown in there. I'm not saying I'm this huge fan of oh, The yeah, Grey. I like The Grey. but That's like, good. I don't think it'll ever go away as human beings knowing our history and what we come from sure that the beast in the night you know what i mean that we're that is superior to us in every way maybe than intellect right right that will hunt us being out there that is a primal fear so it's always going to be effective and it's been a while since we've had a movie like that so no um, i
1: it does when you watch it you're just like oh yeah we yeah. this feels this like something why we need. the yeah, more yeah, exactly so uh, anyway. very excited for that one um, we got a Clerks 3 trailer. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, we do.
1: Um,
0: um, you know, I'll always be... He was the voice of a generation. Yeah. That generation is now older, and that's what he's making the movies about now. We
1: support Kevin Smith.
0: And I appreciate the meta level of this now Yeah, that the guy wants to make his movie who worked in the video store, Randall, from the original... Um, Or is it Randall, or is that the friend? Wait a minute. I'm, I'm oh, I'm terrible on but anyway, the character name, um, Sorry. The fact that he... <laughs> in the trailer i'm not spoiling anything cuz it's in the trailer says you kill me a guy comes in and shoots me do you know that the original ending of clerks was the guy walks in at the end of the guy's shift and literally shoots him and murders him oh. and the whole point was kind of the idea of like don't waste your life And you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. cuz that's kevin smith it's a reflection of him and he finally left the quickie quickmart like what if he the whole idea of i'm not even supposed to be here today as funny as that is where he's just covering the shift if you got mur- imagine the tragedy if you got murdered at this job that doesn't and thank god he went the other way because this ended up being like a really good comedy as much as it's got some heavy weighty moments well the fact that now they're making the movie about it in the third version of this and they do kill him and maybe they change that in the movie also and having his reaction to that that i'm just so happy that it got pulled in and reinserted in this way right so anyway i'm i'm excited to see it and it's kind of the end to me of like whatever else kevin smith does this is kind of the last thing that he'll do even if he does stuff after it that, that kind of matters like yeah, like, yeah. yeah
1: this yeah. is kind of the end of the era so sure anyway. Um, no, that's all very fair. Uh, before Nope, there was also a an Oppenheimer teaser. Um, which oh boy, wasn't anything. It's it's just imagery and stuff. There's not really any footage from the movie. I There's haven't like, looked
0: at the teaser, but the the poster. Yeah, alone, I was like, well, it's holy it, shit.
1: It is in the same vein as the poster. You know, it's like fire and it's you know terminology and stuff and you know sound effects and stuff. But it's, I am become death. Yeah, basically. Um, but uh, but that's. Exciting. I mean it's hard to not be excited for a Chris Nolan movie. Every single movie he comes out with is just yeah. like bigger than life. Um it's also, too bad this that subject matter alone he's not always crazy. No,
0: I know it's yeah. not always we've talked about this. And, yeah, yeah. and he look he's he takes big swings and he's experimental with stuff. Sure, and yeah. It's not always gonna work for everybody. No, but I am excited. But this alone, I mean, even if in the hands of someone else I would have really wanted to see. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. the nuclear era. I mean the, the May still be the end of humanity one day. I you know hope not. Right. But uh, this is the thing that changed everything. Yeah. So more than probably anything else, I would say, in human what history, sli- at least sli- modern spread.
1: history. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, we lost him. So Fair point. Day to day, slice <laughs> bread. But you know,
0: uh, you know, small government. God. I That's think about I mean. that
1: every day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was well, a great trailer for an upcoming movie called Till about Emmett Till. I don't know if you saw that trailer, but Emmett Till being the young man that uh, was lynched in 1955 oh, that kind of kicked off this. the Civil God, Rights Movement. Sounds- um, but, but yeah, it. I mean, oh, I've okay. always known that name, but I don't know the story really. Like, And uh, you watch the trailer, and it's very emotional, and it's very powerful, and it just feels like a really amazing story that finally is going sure, out to film. Sure. Um, there's an, a whodunit It kind of movie coming out called see how they run which has a pretty stacked cast uh a wonderful cast check out that trailer if you haven't um did you see the trailer for amsterdam the new david yeah, o russell yeah. that's yeah. fucking cool i'm very I, yeah i, I, I pretty same. much always love david o russell movies so i'm very excited
0: i for read that. about this a while back and reading about it didn't do anything for me and then i saw the, the trailer and i was like huh yeah. like I don't, you know, I don't know how, if I would have read that and thought, yeah, even but, if I was one of those. But that's actors, that's exactly
1: that. David O. Russell. One, on paper, it's right, kind of like, right. uh, but then you see what the characters are doing and the performances that he gets out of people and how, how stacked the cast is. Yeah. you're just like, they may hate fuck, him when
0: it's over, but they're gonna turn in an award. Great, winner, yeah.
1: So. Um, there. Uh, did you see the trailer for Devotion, the Korean War know. era, um, no. fighter pilot movie? No. Check that out. Well, uh, who's okay. the guy I forget his name he's in Top Gun Maverick as the smarmy you know like other you know young guy that uh, kind of saves him at the end Bagman um, Bagman H- yeah H-Man. yeah whoever that actor is he's wonderful he's a real good looking you know he young was the guy. stock
0: exchange guy in um, Dark Knight Rises yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I, he's been in a, a few you. things, and he's an interesting, yeah. uh, like, kind of small.
0: And he, he's got kind of a movie star look. Like, he's got a punchable face. Yeah, so I don't mean to sound yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he can play that asshole guy. Yeah, yeah. But he's also got a movie star look, and he's jizzled and everything else. Check out else. this like, trailer yeah. for Devotion. though. we see where chance. his
1: career goes. Um, we also got a trailer for Andor, the Star Wars series, um, which nobody asked for. So <laughs> that's all I can say about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah. you know, there are a lot of great things about Rogue One. The visual, yeah, we were
0: huge fans. We were bigger uh, see, fans than
1: most people. I am not. Well, no. Oh no, we weren't. No, I am. No. I was a bigger fan. I than am most not a, a huge fan of Rogue One. The initial time I saw it, I really didn't like it. The second viewing, Why am I am
0: a misremember. Did you like Han Solo?
1: Yeah, love okay, Solo. Okay. Yeah, I love Solo. So um, I like both of them. Rogue One. When Rogue One came out, I was just like, this fucking blows. Um, there on a rewatch, there are so many great things about Rogue One and none of them are the characters. Yeah, I agree. Period. I agree with that 100%. Okay, great. So for me that's why. The the characters of that movie ruined it. Meaning it what I wasn't able to see through into like all of the beautiful full visuals and set pieces and background story and uh, all of the concept and, alone uh, concept and, and all those things that like moment, awesome, moment was great. awesome awesome, yeah. awesome 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 but then you have a bunch of characters that are fucking dog shit and I and I hated that they couldn't figure out when you don't. there's there's no canon for these characters yeah you could do anything yeah they could be anybody more, right we always talk about this That's and you wrote problem, and and put problem. in a bunch of terrible characters did um and then you made a spin off of one of them the worst one one right. <laughs> great good job disney uh, is, hey guess what funny. disney i'm gonna watch it Fuck that's you. funny
0: D- yeah see the same same uh did you see that thing side side uh bar for a second but did you see the uh thing where it's Approach s- the somebody was talking about yeah <laughs> that somebody was talking about the uh the fact that you know in, obviously this is they make this, this is not an error. This is how we show space in especially adventure films, but talking about how there's no wind in space and there's no atmosphere. <laughs> so as Vader walks to the plank to look down at the ship that releases to, you know, to fly off that starts a new hope, but it, you know, it ends rogue one, how he is force moving his cape. And they were like, this is how you know a badass knows how to make an entrance when he's making his cape wave with the force as he walks up because he knows it's epic. Anyway, I just wanted to share so that. so dumb. Because it's, it's my favorite it. thing from Rogue One. Uh, That's so commented. dumb. I love it. Anyway.
1: Um, I have a couple of – so in my mind, uh, I'm now moving on to a couple of upcoming <laughs> things. Meaning like cool. uh, in, the, in the near future, some things to look out for. Yep. Um, the first one I'm so excited for, and it's only three days away. Wednesday, we have a new docu series coming to uh, Disney Plus called Light and Magic, and it is a docu series about industrial light and magic. Oh my god, how did I miss this? It's got an amazing trailer. Check it out, and it's starting in three days. I it'll probably be like a six or eight part mini sure, series. Sure. Um, very excited. Uh, also very excited that uh, they kind of like, it's not a bait and switch. It's like a surprise thing. We got a Beavis and Butthead movie. Do the universe. Yeah. I saw it. And then surprise, there's a Beavis and Butthead new series right on the ass uh, end of it. So now we're getting Beavis and Butthead starting August 4th, a brand new series uh, with them, which know that. I'm very excited for. Um, August 12th, Jaws is coming to IMAX. Um, Lori oh, was like, wow. "Should we see Jaws on IMAX?" And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, we could. That would be good." Yeah, I also, I, would. I also told her, "I'm like, I'm not like uh, obsessed with Jaws. Like I'm not some, either. Some people are." Yeah, I don't. Care. It doesn't it's like Raiders for me. It's not it's, Jaws. No, but for exactly. Some people it's Jaws. Jaws really for some people occupies Jaws that. Jaws like, started all it all, timer. though. Regardless, like as much as yes. like Star it's Wars the original started it all.
0: Jaws still. Was oh yeah, Jaws started was first. It all. Yeah, 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 hundred I mean, percent. But yeah, that's just not my thing. But I would see that in IMAX. That um, seems, yeah, I would, see, time, I would also see that on the water. I've heard they do screenings <laughs> on the water. Sure, yeah, and that yeah. would be I think the ultimate experience. Would anyway. you see it on a boat?
1: <laughs> you know what? If it was a big boat. If you were sitting on a shark, cruise would you watch ship. it?
0: Cruise ship. That line, we're going to need a bigger boat. Would would be really be funny on a cruise ship. We've or got if it. In the navy and they showed it on the you know aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Um, a couple of other things. Lower deck season three has a date, which is August twenty fifth. Yep. That's yep. coming Saw up that. right Saw around that. the corner. Yep. Um, and lastly, this has a great trailer, but I'm not even sure if you're aware of it. Um, there is a Paramount series coming up in November. Called Tulsa King. Have you seen the trailer? Uh, I don't know this. It's starring your boy Harrison, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, and it is written and produced by Taylor Sheridan. Of no shit. Yes, 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 yes. No shit. So Paramount Plus, uh, Tulsa King, Sylvester Stallone. Okay, check out the trailer. Okay, yeah, Uh, November. Um, We also got character posters uh, yesterday from uh, Picard season three of all of our old cast. And uh, for some weird reason, they yeah, it wasn't really a trailer. It's a bunch of heads and talking dialogue, you know, Um, but um, teaser. We don't see uh, Brent Spiner in any of those photos. And so the million-dollar question... I mean, I can't help but be excited to see all these people. I fucking hate that I'm excited. I hate that I'm going to watch it. But, (laughs) of course, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Brent Spiner is slated to be in this new series. Let's just recap. Data died in Nemesis. He got blowed up. In Nemesis, he transferred his consciousness... He downloaded a backup of data into B4, his long-lost brother. Um, B4 survived. We even saw B4 in the beginning of Picard Season 1 in a drawer at the Daystrom Institute. Also in Star Trek is Lore, his other brother. Right. Um, so the question is, who is Brent Spiner playing in this new series? He doesn't have a head poster. You know, he's not one of the posters. It better be Lore. Um, and when, um, <laughs> when tweeted about this, uh, Terry, whatever his name is, Metallus from, uh, Picard, the showrunner, um, someone did like a little Twitter poll or something where they were like, okay, which is going to be a B or C who's, who is data playing? Uh, you know, is he playing a soon? Is he playing another one of right, the soon? Sure, sure. Or is he playing, um, you know, lore, or is he playing, like, Soon flashbacks we'll okay. of Data or whatever? That's what I was going to say. Could it could just be flashbacks. Yeah, and it could be. Um, and Terry was like, or D, meaning, like, none of the above. And, you know, fuck you, whatever. Other long-lost brother. And so, well, exactly. So I'm, like, it, worried it, that they're going to go in a weird direction. It My, better not be Data
0: because right. if you ki- you can never kill someone if you've killed them twice, yeah, they there's no, twice. there's they just no ending. You know so what I mean? Like times. at a certain point, you're just in a soap opera, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there, there, you can't definitively end anything. No but that's how they
1: it. make these Star Trek shows now. It's well, just that's been fucking my nonsense.
0: Issue with Marvel and the biggest worlds, anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, anyways, my hope, my personal hope, is that it's B four because in the comics that followed, or that you know, bridge the gap between all these properties, uh, which I have, um, data. Before became Data because he was Data's consciousness, sure, and uh, they upgraded some of his circuitry, and Data became a fully realized captain. He captained the Enterprise, and it was it's it's canon that Data, you know, essentially rose from the dead in the body of Before and uh, was fully realized again. Okay, great, what a great story! And then they shit on that canon that they wrote, by the right, way, right. Uh, by <laughs> killing him again in Picard at the end. Sure. Um Okay, whatever, you know, but like B4 is still in a drawer. Well, so. if you hadn't
0: killed the Golden Goose in Independence Day, we could finally <laughs> merge these worlds and we right. could have him play that character. We don't get out much. <laughs> they, um, they don't get <laughs> us out much. The last so. 24 hours been really exciting. <laughs>
1: exciting? <laughs> um I don't have anything else news related. I've got a couple of fun like games to play, but yeah, uh, I don't can even have anything okay, trailer related. So great. let's keep. So uh, I don't have a what the fuck did they say for this week because we didn't really find one, and those yeah. are those are well just we had come and feeder
0: go. we had sorry feeder we had listener feedback
1: no feedback yep right but I do have I want to do another uh, movie year quiz with yeah. the, just like rapid fire. Yeah. Thing. Let's do it. Um, and, uh, these are again populated by a random movie generator. This is so I, funny. I hit random movie generator and I, sometimes I'll pick an era or sometimes I won't. And, uh, basically it'll generate 10 or 12 at a time. And I pick from those. Right. Like if I vaguely know it and it sounds like something fun to do, then I'll right. do it. Um. And so these and are not re- and reminder. These are not from my head.
0: Are we doing what the original rules? If I get it within a year before or after, no, you get or the are year. we doing the exact? Get okay, the year. we're doing the exact thing. Um. Goodfellas. No punches pulled here. Yeah. Goodfellas is nineteen ninety. Correct. Love and Mercy. Ooh, God, more recent. Um, Love and Mercy, I think was two thousand fifteen.
1: Got it. D three. The Mighty Ducks. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. He hates it because it's a sequel. No, I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. Let me think. All right.
0: So, I think the original Mighty Ducks was 92. I'm not positive about that. I'm going to say Mighty Ducks 3 was 1997.
1: It's six. Mm. Very close. Okay. Okay. Um, The Thin Man.
0: Oh, God. This is going way, way back. Mm -hmm. Um
1: that is correct. It is way, way back. You nailed it. This is really weird because
0: these are different years, but mm-hmm. I'm debating on a year in the 30s and a year in the 40s. Okay. I'm I'm going to say
1: 1937. Oof. It's 34. It's pretty good, man. I okay. mean, that was close. Okay. Uh, grumpy old men. <laughs> okay. Uh These are, these are challenging.
0: This is good. These are challenging. Um, grumpy Old Men. By the way, it would be challenging for
1: anybody. From, so. For
0: some reason, I think Grumpy Old Men, there were two of them. Yes. Um,
1: I mean, the second one was grumpier Old Men. Yeah. I think Grumpy Old Men was 94? 93. So close. Oh, God. Uh, the Fox and the Hound. Oh, Jesus we don't talk about this movie anymore man
0: <laughs> this this one this one really i could be way off because you know with the disney stuff that's older right i i'm never sure if <laughs> Is if it? it's when I watched it. You're right, right, right. or it, like, Oh, what? no, 100%. Because could, for a long you time. You could be like,
1: when did Pinocchio come out? 1950? Yeah, it could be long, 30. It could be 1980. Yeah. I have well, no fucking idea. Exactly. I watched it in eighty-five.
0: Exactly. Okay, so. They're all the same. So yeah. in that case, I'm going to say with Fox and Hound, I'm going to say 87.
1: It's actually 81. Okay. So
0: I that one could have also been the 60s, though, because oh, I. Oh, for sure, yeah. I didn't
1: know. Uh, so so uh, moving on. Mary Poppins.
0: Oh, man. Um. Oh, boy. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins 1964? Yes. Okay. Marathon Man. Oh. uh, Marathon Man was in the 70s. Let me think about Dustin Hoffman. I'm going to say
1: 1973. 76. Fuck. (laughs) Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> this is such a fun game. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not killing it as much as I wanted to. But, That's okay. Um, escape from... Just got to do better. Got to study. Escape, yeah, got to think about these <laughs> no, more.
1: The whole goal is like to not yeah. study. It's that, just, I haven't been If it's at all. in your head, yeah, it's Yeah, great, I haven't yeah.
0: been at all. Um, okay, so we're into the 70s. First mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes is 68, I think. We're into the 70s here, and I'm going to say... I'm going to say 73. 71. Oh, man. Okay. Really I mean, wow. So 68. They are back. Okay. I mean, they made they those movies back to back. They
1: made them They made them like original Bond movies. They were yeah. just like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, we're my God. making it I real know. quick. I wish we could still um, do that sometime. Yeah. But then, right. Anyway. I mean, we could. Yeah. They just would need yeah. to reevaluate
0: <laughs> <you> know, everything. <laughs> how they're doing it, uh, what they're doing. How they yet. do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And lastly, Super 8.
0: <laughs> okay. Super 8. It gets tough for me around like, I'm I'm pretty confident. Even with the older ones, I'm pretty confident everything like pre like, two thousand, five seven eight nine. nine, I get it. I get it. I get it. And then they all kind of jumble together. But Super Eight, I'll say. Mission Impossible three was so six. I think it was. I'm
1: gonna say two thousand eight. You know, I would have guessed the same thing when I was looking at this. I was like, yeah, that feels more recent. It's two thousand eleven. Um, okay. But uh I, I get it. Um you got three wow, out of so ten. So it was
0: after uh it was after his Star Trek reboot,
1: which yeah. was two thousand nine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, see, of... I could have gone either way on that. Yeah. Like that could have been before, you know, yeah, he did Star Trek sense. for sure. That makes sense. Um well you only got three out of ten, so that's yeah. pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so not the <laughs> savant you claim to be. No, nope, You do not know what you're talking
0: I, about. I uh I feel good about the uh year-off ones. I don't know how many yeah, of those the, I you got, know, I didn't even
1: know those I, because the, I just But when we
0: initially up. did this, yeah, the, yeah. the year-off ones, I feel pretty good about. All right, well, maybe... Even even Thin Man being as close as it was, yeah. I thought, I was yeah. like, okay, I've seen that once, but... So you know,
1: we're probably. gonna do a Rotten Tomatoes uh, scores that, uh, I you know, I was thinking a lot, as I, as I try to do, uh, about what would be a good category, and sometimes I'm just like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. This is a weird one. I went through your letterboxed, <laughs> and I picked. I picked this
0: feels like a yeah. this
1: feels like an invasion of privacy. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I picked five movies from oh, movies that you rated four stars. Oh, okay. because I looked at like okay, you got some fives, you got some four and a halves. Sure, you got a lot of threes, three and a halfs. Obviously, that's where we live. Tons Most of threes, three and three and a half. And a halves, yeah. I was like, but four is an interesting one, where it's kind of like. Mm. What's he trying to say? With Not those? an all timer, but you're above, but the, you're, yeah. but you, you know, by and large four stars is kind of like 80 something percent. Sure. If we were to equate it. Right? Sure. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, and they are specifically picked, uh, by my brain to be ones where they might be a little alternative or something. Um, and one of them has a nice tie in. So let's start with dogma. Okay. Uh, dogma,
0: dogma, critics for dogma. Critics for Dogma gave it a 72, and audiences gave it a 75.
1: 67, pretty close, and 85.
0: Okay. So higher. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and this is another great tie-in to last week's hidden gem, Lucky Number Eleven.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Critics gave Lucky Number
1: Eleven, which I love. Yep.
0: Critics gave it a 56.
1: Audiences gave it a 75. 52. Very close. And 87. I was like. An audience pleaser, baby. It's a crowd pleaser, especially at that time period. That was a
0: movie people wanted when that (laughs) movie came out.
1: Josh Hartnett and Bruce Willis, baby. Moving along to Stardust. Great
0: fucking movie, man. Well, four stars. Um, Great fucking movie. Uh, Stardust critics. Critics, 81. You know
1: what? No. Critics, 78. Audiences, 86. Man, you're good at this. It's not almost perfect. 77 and 86. Okay. And okay. you changed it to yeah, lower I did. it. Yeah. I, did. yeah, I did. I did. I knew
0: that was wrong. You and knew I it. Should have changed Grumpy Old Men.
1: Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Donnie
0: Darko. Donnie Darko. Another movie that I really love. Oh, yeah. I do, too. Can't explain why. Yeah. No. Um, critics Donnie Darko. I, I'll i say critics, 80. Audiences,
1: 82. 86 from critics and 80 from audiences. Okay. So very yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, Scott Pilgrim versus the world.
0: <laughs> uh, critics for Scott Pilgrim. Uh, eighty three,
1: audiences, eighty seven, very close, eighty two and eighty four. Okay, and uh, that was, by the way, the first movie we saw uh, during the pandemic together. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, I take that back. We saw Tenant together, but it was yeah. the I think second movie we saw together. Yes. Both uh, drive-ins. We went to the drive-in for um, that where uh, we had our separate she cars. She had never seen so it. That one. Uh, Scott on, Pilgrim on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lori had never seen it fan. at all either.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. No. Laurie had never seen it. Jess was very excited Laurie was never Oh, seen is that it what it is? Because okay. Jess loves it. Oh, it's okay. It's one of Jess's all-time yeah. favorite movies. Um, totally. Um, conflated. And that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, well, that was a fun list uh, because they were yours. Uh, they were from your, <laughs> your ratings. Yeah, boy, that was
0: uh, um, a... I, I sweated a little bit on that. I was like, yeah, cause you kind of have know, to like defend why. it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt yeah. like I was on the, on I kind of
1: the... thought that might put you on the spot a sure, little bit in sure. a fun way. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm
0: ready. I'm going to say announce right now. I'm ready for another round of what movie year did that come out next time? Okay. I feel like I've got to You just want to, prove to keep doing no. it. yeah? yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, do better. Quit my uh, job. I'm just going to look at you. No. Yeah, right. I, uh, I do have a hidden gem this week, which is pretty rare. Um, I do too, but you go first. Sure. So uh, in my movie watching group on Fridays, we're in the middle of the heist category, and we're, we're wrapping them up. Um, yeah. But uh, my pick. Is
0: National Treasure your hidden gem, Kelly?
1: No. <laughs> so we are watching that this week, though, um, because everybody gets to pick one yes and good idea uh, my pick for this category was uh uncharacteristically a movie i had never seen before uh sometimes we watch movies we've never seen but um this movie not only had i i not seen it no one in the group had ever seen it or heard of it and i hadn't heard of it either i had to like i looked up heist movies uh sure. you maybe know this it's a movie called quick change I don't know this movie. Okay, so let me, let me actually uh, bring up the IMDb so that I can do the the, you know, the bullet points justice. Sure. Um, but it's called Quick Change, and uh, it was, let's see, I, I want to say it was 1993, but now I'm forgetting. Um, that's why we have IMDb. Give me a second. Uh, no, it's 1990. So it's right at that you know precipice of the 90s, uh, 80s to 90s. Um, it has two directors credited. One of them is the star, Bill Murray, and the other director is a guy named Howard Franklin, who uh, he really did very little. He was a first-time director, and presumably at that time, Bill Murray hadn't really directed. He had been in a lot of big movies. Yeah. But because of his success, clearly someone was giving him a shot. But it was a co-directing you know, thing. And um, by the way, this guy, Howard Franklin, who co-directed it, he wrote, uh, he, he is uncredited on Romancing the Stone. He wrote this quick wow, change. Nice. He wrote Antitrust, <laughs> one of my favorite stupid movies. Um, and he has very little other credits. You can look at it, but it's like stuff I don't even know what it is. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of a weird, the point is, it's kind of a weird movie where you're like, where did this come from? Um, it stars Bill Murray, Gina Davis, and Randy Quaid, <laughs> along with many great other actors, character actors, uh like uh let's see uh Jason Robards who I, I don't really know yeah. for much but he's yeah. he's a big credit on this movie. Um and uh bit parts by uh really wonderful p- prominent bit parts by uh Stanley Tucci and uh Tony Shaloub. Um and the premise is that it's a heist movie that um Kind of uh, not goes awry, but it's it's a comedy heist movie that um, has a lot of like weird 90s humor and Bill Murray esque humor. But then it also has a lot of heart and uh, it is just such a true hidden gem in that I don't know anybody that's ever seen it. I don't I had never heard of it and it has very good reviews um you know all things considered you'd think a movie like this would be in the 30s and it's like in the good 80s sure. from critics and audiences so i highly recommend watching it it's probably not available anywhere <laughs> um <laughs> but uh how quick did you chain. guys watch it um Somebody i it? uh i think i got a download of it got i found it. a download of it but it was hard is gotcha. i guess what i'm saying. saying it wasn't just like streaming mm-hmm. on something okay. so uh please well, watch that's it
0: awesome, man um Speaking of, of that, uh, just because you lo- got into the writer stuff of that, I just want to, yeah. before I get a like, hit Hidden Gem, kind of backtracking to the movie I mentioned with James Caan that was a previous Hidden Gem of mine, Way of the Gun. I may mention this on a previous pod, but the, the director of Way of the Gun mm. is uh, Christopher McQuarrie.
1: Oh, no shit. It, it was his That's first so cool.
0: directing gig. Like He had written, and he had been successful, so they gave him this movie. This movie right. did not do well. Right. But- Again, it's not baseless in that, you know, it it comes from someone who we know has done. He's gone uh, on to do some uh, really, really amazing stuff. And now he's kind of Tom Cruise's guy. Right. Um, Anyway, my hidden gem of the week uh, Jess and I went to Secret Movie Club, which you and I have have been to some of their screenings in the past, um, uh, a couple weeks ago. And we saw a uh, double feature of Raiders of the Lost Ark and the entire movie, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation, which there is a great documentary about. Um, You may remember um, the greatest fan film ever made. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of... This is the shot
1: for shot uh, fan film? Yes.
0: So the breakdown is a shot for shot remake of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981, uh, started by three (laughs) 12-year-olds and completed over a period of six years.
1: Okay. Now, in actuality,
0: (laughs) that was completed over a period of about 35 years because... The story of this fan film is so... I rated this recently on Letterboxd. Right. And I rated it like an eight or a four star, four and a half star, simply because there's something... When you watch this, it's impossible if you're like you or me. And I don't know about you. We tried to shoot stuff in the backyard and created our own adventures and all this stuff growing up. There must have been hundreds of kids who had this idea... Yeah. ...at some point growing up. And these kids completed this uh right. summer after summer what an achievement it's yeah. a very interesting thing to watch of course there's stuff that's so old and beat up and it's vhs you know and stuff and then there's stuff that actually is, is actually very impressive just creatively in terms of recreating the shot the thing that i didn't think about until we went because there was a A. Um, with the director
1: Eric um, Eric Zala. Oh, cool. Afterwards, is he making movies now, or is he not even in the industry?
0: He's not making movies, but they are traveling around showing this. They're doing okay. interviews. I, I'm gonna let me give you this yeah, will be no, a little more sorry. for yeah, for hidden gems than normal, but no, I just want to talk about it because it, it was a very, for me anyway, kind of a profound experience. I was just so happy these guys finished this. Yeah, they did this thing that again, I as a child, you know. At least thought about doing and you know you realize oh this is hard and two days later you move on to something else that's more fun um the danger that the I means people could have died doing this first of all <laughs> these kids lit an old barn that they created the bar scene where they first pick up marion on yeah. fire cool um they doused the director's back with fire they couldn't get the fire out uh oh he had his god. back ha- back hairs like singe oh my god you watch this stuff and you still gasp yeah. seeing them running through flames um, because of that. And the fire got out of hand. They were shut down. You know, their moms before that didn't know what was going on, <laughs> but they were able to convince a, they had to have a fire expert, like adult with them. And in this small town where they grew up, Mississippi, um, they were like, luckily we had this kind of crazy fire guy and we continued to light stuff on fire with his supervision right. for the next two you know summers. Um, so they were able to finish this. They had kind of a falling out, Right around the time that they had not completed it, right around the time, the lead star, who was uh, one of the producers also, Chris uh, Strompolis, I think I'm saying that right, he had a falling out with Eric. They had been buddies, and they kind of weren't talking. Was right around the time Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out in May 1989, and they needed pretty much one more summer to complete it. And he just called him up, and he was like... You want to go to Last Crusade with me, and they went, buried the hatchet, finished cool. it up that yeah, summer. That's nice. The only thing they had not done was the big airplane sequence where the ark is being loaded up oh, and God, it all blows yeah. up. They never had the money for it. So um, this became kind of a legend, and maybe seven eight years ago, really started circulating. I don't know if you remember. I talked about the New Bev before they ran a movie actually played the barroom clip of this with no explanation. And it was like, everyone was just peppering all over the internet and everywhere that this was going on. There was a documentary in the works. Um, The big, the the big thing that changed everything for these guys was that um, it wasn't them. They made it, they left it, you know, alone. I, he's still to this day, not sure how a copy. Oh, when he went to film school, Occasionally, he'd bring it out at like parties. Hey, guys, we watch watch this movie we made because you know the kids age from twelve to eighteen yeah. over the course of the movie. They shot it in in sequence in an order. The other thing to consider that I never thought about is they didn't have VHS when they started. When they started creating this, they just kept going to the theater and recreating from memory the shot. So a little later on, they're actually copying the shot like completely yeah. as best they can. They have it. cranes and stuff, but early on they're recreating dialogue and everything else from memory. He smuggled a recorder in at one point and recorded all the music and dialogue. Fascinating. They were able to use the actual score. They, this is the only movie in history. I think that was given permission by Lucasfilm, by Spielberg, everybody, John Williams. They have the John Williams score throughout the entire movie. No shit. dialogue's different, but they're allowed to use it and they sell it. Um, and it's just, everyone I think was so enamored with these kids for doing this. But the thing that changed everything was, um, Oh god, now I'm going to forget his name. He was in Inglorious Bastards and he's a director. Oh. Um uh hang on a minute. It's yeah, sure. the um he does like horror movies and stuff. I'll get it in one second. It's Eli Roth. Oh, so sure. So yeah, Eli yeah. Roth found out about this, went after he had like his first big success, went and um to Spielberg's office. And uh basically brought the VHS copy, like copy of a copy of a copy or whatever, yeah. slid it across the desk, was supposed to be talking about his career and what he wanted to pitch him and was like, do you know about this? This is Like, so do you need great. to know about this? Spielberg wrote these guys a letter. He's like, I really need to find, you know, reach out to these kids, let them know, you know, hey, I, you know, it really means a lot to me that this mattered so much to you that you you did this, you're yeah. insane, you know, I'm glad <laughs> you got insane, hurt. You're insane, yeah. Um, so, All of this is to say that because of that, a giant Kickstarter started and they raised, I think, like $50,000 to build this replica plane. What year would this have been? When they did the plane stuff, I think it was around like 2017,
1: 2018. So,
0: real recent. Shot that as adults. Everyone came back. The Marion, who was a girl they knew in town, came back. They managed to get reach out to her. The guy, and they had been dating for a while. They weren't anymore, obviously. They moved on with their lives. They came back and did it anyway. So, there's this incredible moment in this movie, these kids are adorable. They grow, they don't have a monkey. So they use their pet beagle. He's throwing them over the shoulder. They did got it. piano wire to make him see Kyle and salute to Hitler. This little cute, dog on cute. the shoulder, all this creative stuff. Um, the plain thing suddenly happens. Two thirds of the way through the movie. These kids are adults. The production quality is incredible. It's clear, it looks unbelievable. People were losing their minds cheering. I mean, the the big brick or boulder like gets slid out and they jump down and here's this adult guy. And is there something about this whole journey and knowing how this came together as you're watching yeah. that makes it so magical, you know, that just you rarely get with movies. I don't yeah. it elevated it to a thing that was beyond the actual movie. I mean, I was like I don't want to say chills. I don't want to get like too like over the top or whatever, but like just very very moving that these kids did it and the stories they had to tell afterwards. They were invited when it all finished to Spielberg's office. He sat down with them. They spent a couple hours. They got to meet their their hero, their legend. Um he ran clips of outtakes that have still to this day never been released on DVDs or anything of Raiders and Temple of Doom. They saw stuff no one else has seen, you know. They um they got to keep memorabilia. They I mean just It's just, it was so nice to know with all these things and headaches and hurdles and everything that they actually stuck to it to think about kids doing that when you want to go out and play and do everything else. And then to have that at the finish line, it was just very moving to me. Um, If you get a chance to see it, I highly recommend it. It is for sale. I don't know if you can find it on streaming. I'm not sure. There were posters that were incredible. Ended up buying a... um, uh, art book, the actual storyboarding that they did, which is funny because they're about as good an artist as yeah, I am. Right. Um, but they actually created this whole thing, like shot for shot. And um, it, it's really, really just kind of an amazing thing. Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation, um, it's still the release date says like 81, even though like it yeah. was completed, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and, um, you know, it's video. Some right. of it looks good, some of it doesn't. Uh, but you can kind of see what they're going for the whole way through. Um, just, just really an incredible thing. Uh, I know I've gone on a lot longer than a, no, normal it's a great story, gem, but the documentary alone, if you don't want to watch the movie is, is really, really, and a, what's the doc cool called thing. again? The doc is called the greatest fan film ever made or, okay. or Raiders, the story of the greatest fan okay. film ever made. Got you'll it. you'll yeah. see it. If you just Google the
1: slightest bit of, uh, uh, of time. Well, they both, that. they both sound great. I mean, I, I haven't seen either of these, and I would say that's a, an incredibly inspiring story. Well, so and the one great,
0: the two things I wanted to, sorry, I know I've, I've drowned an oh, on, yeah. on, we got to get out of here, but there was a German member of the audience that raised her hand and said, How did you guys get the German? I mean, you guys. Got the lines that are in German you, you do in German They were like just phonetically copied Exactly what the people were saying without having Any idea no what idea saying, what it is but studying it And studying <laughs> it and she was like it's really good I'm, I'm basing this on one audience member she Right. Sure, right. Sure, sure. But she was like you guys really like It's it's so funny and then um, Stop motion for the maps that they used uh-huh. But then um, the other thing somebody Raised their hand and asked they said you know you guys thought You could finish this in a summer And it took you your entire Childhood Um During that time, Temple of Doom came out, you know, Last Crusade came out. Did you ever consider, well, when we finish this, we got to start on Temple of Doom? And he said, you know, for a little while, because they (laughs) did go past us, we thought we'll shoot some trailer stuff when we finish this for Temple as if it's coming out next. But then by the time we had even finished before the plane thing, Last Crusade had come out, we were like, you know, this is enough (laughs) Yeah. We'll never be able to do another but just unbelievable. And the, the things that come up that you don't know unless you're you try to make a film. They they had to create five different versions of the boulder. Nothing would hold together. One they built perfectly, but they couldn't get out of the door of the house because they built it <laughs> in this living room. And they were like, God damn after spending all that time they had to destroy it. Anyway, so um and it rained a lot outside, they That's couldn't hilarious. build it outside. So yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. But check it out. Um Raiders of the Lost ark the adaptation. If you get a chance, man, it really is worth it if you're an Indian gems fan.
1: That's one of the better hidden gems we've ever had. I I just think because you're selling it um, Yeah, sorry for the long no no long that's, chat, that's okay man. um we Unreal. uh we uh love that inspiring uh you know the magic of movie making kind of story so uh that's what we're all here for right yes we are that's why i'm here they well, don't pay me that's <laughs> you're not getting paid you guys are getting paid for this <laughs> you guys are getting paid that's a good clip to replay. Oh, maybe pretty great yeah, um, Maybe next time all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you again soon. I, th- I think that our next episode will probably be a commentary. We'll try to do a commentary yeah, on something fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. We should do yeah. another commentary it's be great. for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks, Tune guys.
0: In. See ya.